everybody. Welcome to the most thrilling episode of Oscar Central this year. We are here to do our final Oscar predictions. I am so excited. We're recording exactly a week out before the winners are revealed at the 95th Oscars. Um, I do just want to give ourselves a little note that we are recording before WGA, before ACE, before, like, before ACE. ASC like before so much stuff like I like bear with us like bear with us but almost everyone is here uh Jacob how are you doing are you excited are you nervous do you think you're gonna go 23 for 23 like what's the vibe um I'm excited and nervous uh you've been asking all week if people were ready and I've simultaneously said yes and no so We'll go with what we go and see what happens, I guess. It will be what it will be. Mm-hmm. Lex, she did the thing. How are you doing? Are I'm you great. are we all of us? Like I, I am all of us. Um I am blonde, I have bangs, I have a library card, and I'm seeing Sweeney Todd in days. My mood has never been better. And Ariana DeBose is currently my background. And you know, like we survived Daisy Jones three episodes. Like we're really cute. I am once again saying that um you can call me anytime. Anytime. Call anytime. Uh Jillian, we saw Babylon with uh Damien Chazelle and Justin Horowitz last night. How are you feeling? I felt like hung over this morning, despite like that not being an option. I just cannot see that movie anymore without uh-huh. feeling that way. I feel like that's me every time because it takes like <laughs> so much out of you in the good and the best ways. Like I felt the same when I saw Titanic. I was like, what is in this movie? But then it just made me really sad that it's like, I mean, it has three nominations, but I feel like it should have more. And everyone on, you said like everyone on that stage had a nomination except him, which I was like, oh. It was really sad that Damien Chazelle, the youngest, person to win best director was moderating a panel full of oscar nominees for the movie and he wasn't one of them he wasn't one of them but it was really good one last time i hope that uh we can see that in theaters again but we saw it on 70 millimeter and it was beautiful um we're also here with brendan frazier's longtime campaign manager adriano how are you doing Oh, I'm doing splendid. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'll be going to church all week, making sure, uh, make sure God's on on little King Brendan's side. <laughs> Put fifty dollars in the offering box. Jonathan Groff did that, and he got a Tony nomination, and Leah Michelle did not. It's foolproof. Noted. <laughs> he didn't put it. in a good. He didn't put in a good word for his bestie. Yeah. Wow, I was, listeners can't I have see a feeling that was right intentional, now, but the face yeah. said nah. Wow. Uh, Speaking of campaign managers, we're here with one of Austin Butler's many campaign managers. Ricky is back. How are you doing? How are you feeling? I'm actually really, I'm I'm fucking sick, to be honest with you. But (laughs) outside of that, I'm good. It's, yeah, it's, it's been a good week. I'm excited to, to go. I really don't care. If I go one for 23 for the Oscars, I really don't care. I just want one to be right. That's all I really care about right now. So, and he's talking um, about best live action short, of course. 
Yes, definitely. <laughs> definitely. But I'm excited. I'm excited. I am. Um, I'm excited to talk about Austin Butler for four consecutive hours. And I just don't want to talk about Daisy Jones. The first two episodes were so boring. I stopped watching it. So um, moving right along, though. Oh, my God. Well, that's not true. And episode six is incredible. So, well, I some mean, of us are normal people some of us watching them as they were really common. Folk. And some of us haven't seen it yet. Me. I will not commit a crime on the podcast, so I will start our Oscar predictions. As I mentioned, we're recording before a lot of events unfold tonight, Um, but for our predictions, we are going to go through every category. I will list all the nominations, and then we'll say what we think is going to win. Um, So we are going to kick it off with... um, not Ricky's favorite category, but one of his favorites. Documentary short. We have the Martha Mitchell effect. How do you measure a year? The Elephant Whispers, Haul Out, and Stranger at the Gate. Jacob, what is your presumed winner? I or- am going with Netflix, and I'm going with The Elephant Whispers. The woman was too stunned to speak. Um, is, is anybody else going with the elephant whispers? I am currently. It is has a sixty one percent chance of winning the Oscar right now. It's minus one sixty favorite in Vegas. I'm going to go with it as well because, you know, who the hell knows when these wins these categories at the end of the day? So I'm going with the elephant whispers too because it's favorite. Hey, Netflix did the same thing with that like weird police movie a couple years ago. Um, where they just put it on the front of their screen and somehow won. So you you can't you can't knock what they're doing. Yeah, that definitely I I've seen it. It's it's definitely a very sweet film and the Netflix definitely helps it, but I have Stranger at the Gate winning. Which I know a lot of people just does not like, but I watched it and I just went, Oh, that's winning. It gets like it's mainly because of the subject matter. Like the subject matter I think will get it a win kind of like that police movie that jacob was talking about interesting uh lax jillian what are you guys going with i'm going with the elephant whispers i and that's basically that's truly based off like research of what the polls are saying not the polls but you know the um, polls don't lie. The polls, the Gallup polls. I'm standing outside, um, <laughs> standing outside the academy with the little clipboard. Like, who are you voting for? Um, yeah, I gotta tell you, um, I don't like shorts. I'm gonna just be completely real. They're not in my wheelhouse. Um, I just learned mere minutes ago that how do you measure a year is not about rent. So <laughs> I'm not the best person to weigh in. On at least uh, th- this short. Now, come back to me when we talk to you, um, or when we talk about um, live action short. Then I have feelings. But I will say, I'm just now remembering the relation to rent is not as far off that, that you think it is. Thank you. That's literally what I I'll said. It has nothing to do with rent, but like, it's not like it has some relation. Interesting. Vaguely. You just made her, she's able to log off to go watch this. Um, gotta go have a good one one. (laughs) i am gonna go for a swing and still go with martha mitchell effect i think that it's really effective and i think that like if people watch it 
they will feel really like passionate about it and I think that it's also on Netflix so it's easy to watch and um I don't know I I have the hardest time with the shorts if it's not like a producer that's well known attached to just kind of pick something off of name basis and I think that like Martha Mitchell is a name so I'm going with that um moving on to animated short the nominees are the boy the mole the fox and the horse my year of dicks the flying sailor ice merchants and an ostrich told me the world is fake and i think i believe it adriano what are you going with here i'm going with my year of dicks i i i, I agree that the boy the mole the fox and the other one is um <laughs> definitely the front runner um but I, I I watched both of them and I just went well, the boy of the boxing mole A is the longest one like mm-hmm. the, like it's thirty minutes long. That's not always the best when it comes to these. Like, but also it's like very who who here has seen it? Like out of curiosity, I have the uh, animated shorts is the only one I've actually seen all five. Okay, it's like very like child oriented. Like it's very- yeah. <laughs> I was telling uh, I was telling Kinsey it's like a Hallmark ad. Yeah, it's it's, well, like, a it's, the, it's like, like a it's like a weak Winnie the Pooh cartoon almost. It actually feels exactly like the book, and it's mm-hmm. like very like I feel like if you have a kid, this is like the one you'd be like, I will watch with them, you know. Mm-hmm. But like, I don't want to say this in the meanest. Like, it sounds so mean, but it feels like it was made for this, like to win the Maybe. Oscar. Mm-hmm. Like, it felt like a really easy. Obviously, that's not why it was made, but it just feels like with the talent behind it and like and like voices in it, like it just feels like I don't know. Mm. The passion isn't there, and I don't want to speak for you, but the passion for something like My Year of Dicks when you read about the making of it and like, like I don't know when you watch it, it's so like it feels like Pamela. It's very unique. Like a lot went into it. Like you can tell. I, I don't know. And especially, like, Rotoscope was, like, such a big discussion in the um, animated feature category that it's really cool to see the way it was utilized there. Um, well, that said, Ice Merchants should be winning, but... Yes, I, I agree. Um, I don't know. I feel like that one sticks out the, the most for many different reasons. So Do I you think also feel like it's really people, good people seek it out because of the whole name thing with like yes, I actually, Med and like they like mm-hmm. see the name and they're like, I want to watch that. And then I they're like, oh think. wow, this is actually great. Like, I actually do think so, yeah. Uh, is anybody else predicting My Year of Dicks? No. I, I, think am I not. want to. I <laughs> is, is it just me, Kenzie? The other one, I don't know. My problem with I don't like when things feel too constructed for like an award show or like to win an award, and like that's why I'm so hesitant with the Apple one because it's like it feels like a it feels like a reach where it's like I'm not getting the same like level of passion with like my year of dicks, and I feel like it like the other one feels like it's like an educational special, like it just feels very misplaced, Mm -hmm. and I'm like that's what we. Like it's it's it seems like something like the Academy voters would go for, but it's just so like bleh as like a win. My yeah. biggest holdup is that the boy, the mole, the fox, and the horse. There are maybe five hundred billboards for it in LA. Like I cannot explain how many billboards there are for it. Yeah, and and a cast, and they love like, awarding a cast. 
Yeah. And it's Apple, and I feel like they're outspending absolutely everyone. But I will say... Because they don't have anything else. Yeah. My Year of Dicks, though, if you open the Hulu app, it's like, My Year of Dicks. Like, it's like the front page. And I think that, like, that is something to say. I just... I'm going to go with My Year of Dicks based on passion, but I know the boy, the mole, the fox, and the horse is, like, right there. But I also just want to say... A lot of people have brought up an ostrich told me the world is fake this week. And I've had that at number five, like the whole time. And I'm considering moving into like number three. It's, it's very fun watch. I don't see a lot of people going, Oh, that's my favorite one. Yeah. It's like, I like it a lot, but it's really like interesting to watch. Honestly, the first time I watched it, I thought that I was watching like some bootleg back copy of it because of how it's like framed and everything. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's fun. But I just, I'm with Adriano. Ice Merchant uh, should be it should winning. Win. It, it should be should winning. Win. It's so good. Like I love my year of dicks as well. But like, it's like not even close in a way. Uh, Ricky, what are you going with here? Uh, I'm definitely going to go with the bull, the boy, the bull, <laughs> the boy, the bull, <laughs> the fox and the horse, the bull too. I mean, it's just simple math of look. I I've watched all of them. This is not my favorite. You know, it's it's ridiculously favorite. We know it is. I think Ice Merchants is the second. Should be the second in line. I think that might win. I don't know if it's going to be my year, Dicks. I think Ice Merchants has a strong chance of winning here. But I'm definitely mm-hmm. going with the heavy, heavily, heavily favorite. Um, horse, fox, mole, and boy. So, <laughs> someone get it in the right order. I oh, I, I read it backwards. I read it backwards. I, okay. It was just backwards. I can't yeah, get over like that. There are two shorts that have the longest names yeah. in eternity. Like what? Um, cool. I like that. It's like either the favorite or the one we just really like. Um, so. Lex had something she wanted to say about our next category, live action short. We have An Irish Goodbye, Les People, Ivalu, The Red Suitcase, and Night Ride. Lex, what are you predicting to win here? Yes. Um. So I know my final two, or my top two. The rest... I don't know. Um, but I'm confident about my final two or top two. God, I can't talk today. Um, right now I have Lay People, um, which I watched. It's on Disney Plus. Um sorry, my dog just threw up. <laughs> sorry. Uh, it's on Disney Plus. Um, it's a good watch. I gotta say, like, I could see it going either way with Lay People or an Irish Goodbye. Um but I don't, there's something about the production value of Lay People that, so there's two, there's two reasons why I'm currently gunning for that one. Number one is the production value. Like, it looks like a film that was made in, like, the 60s. It is so gorgeous. The, like, cinematography is very like almost new wave isn't like quite the word for it but like it's very 1960s european style and it's just unlike i mean granted i usually this is the first year that like i've actually made a point to try to watch some of the shorts but, like i've never seen a short film like this before um the story is like pretty simple but i think 
relevant. Um, and the second reason that I think that it could possibly take it home is this is, so Disney has a really great track record with animated shorts, but they don't this year. I mean, I guess technically my year of dicks if it's on Hulu. I don't know distribution with that. Did I say something wrong? No, it's just so funny to think of Pamela Rubin's um, awkward conversation with her father as like a Disney story. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it's an um, FX story. <laughs> FX. I mean, that would be amazing <laughs> if it was like Disney one big for my year of dicks. Um, <laughs> Lizzie McGuire couldn't have a period or discuss her sex life, but my year of dicks. But my year of dicks. Okay. okay. Um, it makes so much sense to be on FX, but then I was like, oh, this is who owns it. Uh, yeah. Sorry, not to not to cut you off, but a uh, quick announcement: uh, Fire of Love won Ace. Hell yeah! <gasps> While I was talking. So on brand. Um it was on brand. Wow. Disney so uh Lady People is the first live action short for Disney Plus. And it's not even like for Disney, it is for Disney Plus. So I think this is a big step for Disney in that regard. So I think ultimately that kind of puts them a bit of ahead of the game, but like I wouldn't be shocked if it ultimately goes to Irish Goodbye. Yeah, I does anybody else have Lay People as the mm-hmm. winner? Yeah. I, I I I go with I go with the shorts on name recognition or studio and they have both of them with Alfonso Cuaron and Disney. Um so yeah, I'm going Lay Pupil. I'm going with an Irish goodbye just kind of based on the fact that it's the only one in English. All right, that that and then the BAFTA win first. And the yeah. BAFTA win, but also we can kind of piece together why that one happened. Yeah. <laughs> um, the luck of But, you know, yeah. I mean, I, I definitely see the case for a late bail, though. Like, Alfonso Caron, Disney. It should be the red suitcase, by the way. Like, it should be close. There's like a million live people ads like at the Century City Mall. I was just about to say at your home. My home. Covered. My Maps app thinks I live there. That's what it's around <laughs> as my home. Um, but like that's where like they've been which I find is interesting or smart move because that's where they're having all the events like at Century City like next door to the mall so it's like the ads are right where the voters are um, and yeah I don't know this film that film feels like so different from the rest in this category like I don't know I have I feel like I have only been seeing like a actual movement around like an Irish goodbye and I feel like Irish is, Ireland is having like a really good moment right now. And I feel like an Irish goodbye could ride the tail wave or be the only Irish representation that wins. Like maybe Banshees misses and they're like, here's where we're going to reward Ireland in this category. But I feel like I agree with Lex. Like Le Pupil, the production quality was so fascinating that it was like, you would watch it and think that movie was made like, in the 1960s or even like the 1980s and like it's like an afternoon special which I also feel like fits very well for the Disney brand um of like what they're trying to put out there for like and especially the international content on the English side of their streaming service was really crazy and it had a lot of support at AFI that's where I first heard about it but I didn't know Disney had picked it up but I feel like that would be a fun win just because it's very artsy but I could see that isolating people, but it just feels so like distinct in this category and just so retro and 
I don't know. I agree with everything that Lex said about it. And I, I would want that to win over an Irish goodbye, but I don't know if it'll be like, I don't know. What's the word? Not isolating. I don't think it'd be ice or like divisive between people that are like, don't want to see an English, a non-English film in this. Yeah, I, I'm really torn between the two. As of right now, I'm going to go an Irish goodbye. Come our written predictions. We shall see. We shall see. Um, moving on to a very difficult category, documentary feature. Um, so we have Navalny, Fire of Love, All the Beauty in the Bloodshed, All That Breathes, and A House Made of Splinters. Jillian, what are you going with here? I am going with Navalny, which I think is fascinating that that is like not the movie of the cultural political moment that's happening in Europe when like a house made of splinters is right there. And I finally watched that and I was like, why isn't this one like above it? Um, But they've been pushing that one really hard. So I, I don't know, maybe that sneaks in because I get an email every day for that movie but I just feel like Navalny here is a good chance to like reward that people like understand what's happening right now if that's like the mindset that academy voters have and like the Ukraine obviously is a really big deal right now um do I think it's like the most innovative of this bunch no where I really want fire of love or even like now I'm kind of like I don't know. I feel like anything could win in this category, but I think if they want to go with a narrative of like what's timely, then it would be Navalny. But like that one was a real shocker because I feel like they didn't push it until like now when it started to rack up wars. Like I would love for it to be far of love. But yeah, that's my rant. Is anybody else predicting Navalny to win? Okay, so we have Adriano and Ricky. Jacob, what are you predicting here? I am sticking to the guns with Fire of Love. Um, I think it was one of those things where all season we were like, this is going to be the one that misses. And then it got in. And I feel like a lot of people for the entire year were saying, you know, oh, this would be the one to win but it's not going to get in. This would be the one to win, but it's not going to get in. And now it's in and it's clearly picking up awards. As Adriana said, it just picked up ACE. Um, And they just announced the narrative feature of it. Uh, I think fire of loves having a big moment itself. Um, And I think that it's going to ride all the way through to the Oscars. Lex, are you going with fire of love as our resident fire of love? um I actually think so like I've said for weeks now like I'd love for it to happen but I don't think it's going to but I actually think like it is a Navalny versus um fire love race Mm -hmm. I think I think it's ultimately going to be one of those two um but like with here it's a saying it went ace like it is racking up the awards and so I think it actually stands a pretty decent chance Obviously, I would love for that to happen as like a lover lover of the film. And I could say that I interviewed an Oscar winner, which would be pretty cool, selfishly. Um, but yeah, I think last week I said Novoni, but this week I'm saying Fire or Love. Check back with me for the final written predictions. And plot twist, I'll put a house made of splinters. But um <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> 
I, okay, so Navalny has the BAFTA, which was super expected, but PGA, then Fire of Love has DGA. Um, I don't know, because I do agree with Jacob that Fire of Love, like the hurdle, was the nomination. And given all the press around it lately, it feels like it's building momentum. But there's something about Navalny that just feels like they're going to be like, this is so timely. This is Mm -hmm. so... I feel like it really goes down to, like, subject matter versus, like, style, aesthetic filmmaking. Mm -hmm. Like, I think Fire Love, the story is very compelling. But I think, like, no one's, like, picking Navalny because it's, like, revolutionary and, like, how it's filmed. Like, it's just, like, a, it's, like a simple documentary but like fire of love would be like a more experimental choice in the terms of storytelling and like it really impacted people like now they're making it a feature film because like you could watch that and think like they made that up from just an idea of how it was so stylistic and that's why i think it would be like a fascinating win but i think it really comes down to like are they going to award like subject matter that is timely right now if they would they would do house made of splinters in my opinion Or are they going to go for, like, the real, like, more of an emotional, stylistic approach to, like, what we think of in terms of, like, documentary filmmaking, which would be Fire of Love. Which also is what I think they've gone with the past couple years. You know, I I know Summer of Soul had Questlove a part of it, and that was a big factor, but it won over Flea, which was the much more timely film that year and then of course my octopus teacher beat out time which was the much more timely film of that year so it seems like they've been going with the more um stylistic and uh kind of not as timely subject matter i I think it was like 2020 was probably the last year they really went with someone something that was like super political and towards the time with uh i think american factory won that year um which so, yeah. had the Obamas behind it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So. And so, yeah. So, um, Okay. I kind of want to say Fire of Love, but you know what they could do to do timely, great filmmaking, everything, all the beauty and the bloodshed, right there, mm-hmm. right there. Um, It's so funny that, like, there's, like, three that I just like absolutely love and then Navalny I just feel like is so generic and I don't want it's one I still think Navalny has one scene that is like Mm -hmm. that phone call scene is like holy shit like you almost can't believe what you're watching the rest of it is like okay I've watched CNN (laughs) like (laughs) you know like yeah also it's like okay like what's gonna happen after like what is the power of this documentary has on the situation one and two like the actual guy like what is he gonna gain from this right like he's still in jail like yeah like it's not not to be mean not to be mean yeah not to be mean but like that's my issue is i i don't think it like necessarily furthers any conversation oh we're aware that there's a war happening in eastern europe and that there's a madman running the largest geographical country in the world and we we get it that's what it's saying. Okay, so I, I changed my mind. I'm going to go Fire of Love. Do it, do it, do it, do it. If Fire of Love wins, I will play Disco Inferno at the top of my <laughs> <laughs> And do okay. a little happy dance. 
I feel good about this for now. For now. We'll see what happens when we write these up. Um, okay, animated feature. I know we're going to spend so much time on this. So we have Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio, Marcel the Shell with Shoes On, Turning Red, Puss in Boots, The Last Wish, The Sea Beast, uh, Adriano. What are you going with here? <laughs> it's too hard, right? Yeah. No, I got nothing. Sea <laughs> <Hey>, Beast! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I'm gonna go. No, fuck it, I'm gonna go with Wendell and Wiles. No, um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, do I do I have do I have to even say it? Like, what if they open it and um, Robert Zemeckis rushes the stage, like in an Olivia <laughs> Tar kind of way? Like, yeah, <laughs> like my Pinocchio was better. <laughs> what I'm if? Sorry, your uh, Pinocchio smelled how much cow shit exactly? <laughs> What if Drew Carey rushes the stage? <laughs> would be like, Superior Pinocchio! <laughs> I feel like that would be you, not Drew Carey. Okay, what I need is for, um, I need, one, step one, I need to become famous. Step two, I need to present at the Oscars. Step three, someone needs to adapt Pinocchio again, and it needs to get nominated for an Oscar. I present it, and I say, and the Oscar goes to Drew Carey's Geppetto. <laughs> This is her whole. This is her whole ploy to like La La Land moonlight her way into like Oscars fame with Geppetto. Play Mastermind by Taylor Swift. Ten year plan. Ten years in the making just for this. No, when did that movie come out? No, that movie came out in two thousand. It's twenty three years, twenty three plus years in the making. But if there's anybody, not to be cocky, if there's anybody who could do it, it would be me. Truly. Um, so everybody has Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio, I assume. I, I have that, but I'm just going to throw that out here and say that Turning Red should win by a landslide. Far superior I film. I agree. Um, and just has a more lasting impact on society. It's so, so frustrating Amen. that, like, every year a Pixar movie just, like, steamrolls. I'm like, how come the one time I went there to be one, they're like, no. Did Toy Story it, 4 win? Yeah. Mm-hmm. See, I'm gonna yes. I'm gonna burn a village down. Um, but I also just like So will Toy Story Five. So <laughs> Yeah. Um maybe we should call the new Marcel movie if they make another one, call it Toy Story Five before Toy Story Five comes out. Trick them. Toy Story Trick Five. Them. But it's actually just Drew Carey's Geppetto. <laughs> <laughs> Um, do we all think it matters what number two is here, or no? I feel like no. it's Marcel. Yeah, I feel like it's Marcel. Um, because it's the same thing with Fire of Love. Like the nomination was the hurdle. Um, moving on to another category, I feel like none of us know what's going on with it. International feature. We have the front runner EO, The Quiet Girl, Argentina, nineteen eighty five close and all quiet on the western front ricky what do you have winning this category i have bardo winning um (laughs) but you know as it should be at least nominated here um as a late member of the all quiet on the western front gang um i did take too long to watch it i do apologize to everybody but uh i mean this is a no-brainer i mean it's going to win it literally it's funny. It's literally minus thirty five hundred to win the Oscar. So if like you bet a dollar, you win like six fucking cents. So 
I you know, don't understand odds at all. Like, I literally would have to be like, if I put this much money down, how much would I win for you for me to understand what they mean? Um, does that how bad have- I am at betting? I went to the horse races one time. I bet on seven of ten, and I lost all my money because the three I didn't bet on got first, second, and third. <laughs> and I would quit Wait, gambling what? forever. And that, like I would, I would not show my face in public ever again if I did that. <laughs> Wait, wait, the horses you bet on got first, second, and third. No, no, no. I bet on seven of the ten horses. (laughs) I missed a really important detail, so I was like, someone explain that math to me, but oh, that's really good. That's like, that feels like a Seinfeld episode, honestly. That feels like something that (laughs) happened to George Costanza. That would happen to George Costanza. Oh my god, and then he would go back the next day and repeat the same action. there's no way i can lose all of my money um i'm really sad eos not winning i just love eos so much and i'm just just sad decision leaves not here still the more i think about this category the more it upsets me because i would take out take out the quiet girl argentina 85 and i'm really sorry to everyone i would also take out close i take out close add in joyland i would add in return to soul and decision to leave and then it would be a great category wait did y'all think you'd take out the quiet girl yes yeah okay can you ask i see that tomorrow can you ask jacob what language he thought yeah language did you think the quiet girl was in well i didn't know what it was in I just kind of assumed that it was international for some reason. What language I had no idea. Like, well, what did I you, never really like watching thought... it. What language did you think it was? Well, I haven't seen it yet, but I just haven't oh. like. I didn't know that Ireland had its own language. I see. I thought it was like, uh, like ancient. I thought it was like writings on walls and stuff is what they they like had. So you thought like hieroglyphics. No, no, like, like in a. These are the Irish pyramids. You thought like it was what, like a forgotten uh, like what language, like the yes. Like you know uh, what? Like I think Banshees. I think like Banshees would have been better if it wasn't Gaelic. See, for some reason, Gaelic to me sounds like it was from like the 1500s, it's and people forgot it. Grammar, grammar. <laughs> they didn't forget it in the Gaelic, quiet girl. In the same way that Spanish is Espanol. Okay. It's Irish, so we're speaking English. So yes. we say it's Irish. But if we were speaking Irish, we'd call it Gaelic. I don't know a lot about foreign language, but I know that. <laughs> Gaelic, uh, honestly, to me... It like, honestly, it was one of those things. It was nominated for international, and so I just kind of accepted that it was in a different language. But I didn't realize that it actually was in a different language. Did you think it was like in another language and then an Irish production? Yeah, kind of. Okay. Irish people speaking Spanish. Yeah, <laughs> I want to hear people with really thick Irish accents speak completely in Spanish. I'll watch that movie. Ask Colin Farrell and uh, Paul Mescal. Yeah, to be in a. I want to watch rom-com. Dairy Girls in Spanish. <laughs> I would actually pay a ton of money to watch Dairy Girls in Spanish. Return um, to Souls from Cambodia, and they're speaking in uh, French. Said it in Korea, so it's yeah. like. They got creative over there on yeah. their pick. But they're just like, like Argentina 1985 is just taking up space. They, Mozart in the jungle, the Golden Globes, and I've never heard from them since. Like the way the Quiet Girl campaign is running, it feels like it's like 
it's interesting when these films get like their full release in 2023 or like the like months after the um nominations because then that feels like the actual like they use the campaign to just like promote the movie versus like campaign to like why it should win and it just feels like for that one and close like they're just doing like oh come see the movie but like nothing after like I don't know I just feel like this category doesn't really add anything to like what was accomplished in international film in 2020 especially in like a really really strong international year as well yeah it's yeah. like the whole majority white in Europe yeah it's like this swing back to like the late 2000s early 2010s where it was like primarily european countries being honored here versus like including like a lot of like asian countries and like south american countries hopefully next year is a little different if they would make it to where you had to like have your entire qualifying run be in 2022 i feel like it'd be so different i think they need to do that because, like, Close and The Quiet Girl both were, like, actually released similar to Adriana's favorite movie that received zero Oscar nominations, The Sun, where <laughs> they had a qualifying run in 2022, and then their actual release was the following year. It's so confusing. Um, okay, so our next category is makeup and hairstyling, and I assume that a few of us will have a tie-in here to a later category. Um if that is true, hold your thoughts on said category. I don't. <laughs> Interesting. So for our nominees for makeup and hairstyling are Elvis, The Whale, All Quiet on the Western Front, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, and The Batman. Jacob, what do you have winning in this category? Um, I have Elvis, and I have it strictly for that final scene. Because I think that that is the actual best use of makeup and prosthetics all melded into one. Um, and so, yeah, I have Elvis winning. Does anybody else have Elvis winning hair and makeup? Adriano, Julian, Richard, and Lex, and me. Um, I'm having my coordinating Elvis Olipop cherry cola. Um, and with that, it's time for a word <laughs> from our potential sponsor. Olipop. We're not Olipop, but we could be. <laughs> Have you ever been drinking a soda and thought, man, I wish this had fiber in it? Well, guess what? Such a thing exists. Anyways, back <laughs> to our regular scheduled programming. Get your Olipop at Whole Foods or Target or now Walmart. Mm-hmm. Use code Oscar mine. winner B- Austin Butler for 10% off. That is a lie. Don't try that. <laughs> Olipop, if you're listening, look at what could be. Um, yes, I also have Elvis. Um, and not because of the prosthetics of the final scene, but I think there's a lot of hair and makeup work done on like so many people in the film, like Priscilla and all the extras. And I think that Austin Butler has been campaigning a lot and telling the story of filming the 68 special where he recognized the audience members in comparison to the footage he had been watching and i think that speaks volumes to this category and another um crafts category where the tech team just like really went above and beyond recreating and I'm sorry, they replaced the infamous A Star is Born placement billboard outside the Chateau 
with a billboard highlighting the hair and makeup spanning three decades. And I think that that is just really impressive. That's the only contender that does multiple decades. So I, I do think it's like worth mentioning for Elvis though, like that the most notable use of makeup was on Tom Hanks, which again has been the most, which is where the source of the criticism has come from. That said, I mean, it it it, it, it has the most use of makeup and hair like i think the whale is very clearly number two but i do think elvis that that i think that'll win probably i do want to shout out the all quiet on the western front team you can read jillian's interview with one of the team members of the hair makeup team um four people on a like tiny tiny budget doing the most insane amount of work and like the aging of the mud itself is just so incredible and um should be in contention um moving on to production design one of our babylon categories we have elvis babylon all quiet on the western front avatar the way of water and the fablemans Richard, what do you have winning in production design? So this is one of the categories that I'm going to write about later in the week that I feel like there could potentially be an upset. I do think that Elvis has a way where it kind of dominates the night, not in a way of everything everywhere at once could potentially do, even though I don't think it dominates as much as everybody has said. But um, I'm leaning still towards Babylon. But honestly, by Friday, it might be Elvis, just as one of the categories that I feel like I might just be slightly different to get ahead and just know, all right, cool. I lost that one knowing what I thought was going to win, just with a prediction of a gut of thinking that Elvis could win. I just feel like the force that is with Elvis, um, it's probably going to walk away with the second most Oscars. Um on uh, Sunday, so I, I just feel like it's going to have a really good night, and this could potentially be an upset here. Yeah, and I think that um, Catherine Martin is a name that is recognized in this category, and I think that like sometimes name recognition goes quite a long way. Does anybody else have Elvis for production design? Lex does. Um... Adriano, do you have Babylon? Yeah, it's swept. I don't really, you know, I, I feel like this, I, I have Elvis at two. I feel like it's kind of going to be easily Babylon. I I agree. Um, and uh, there's another category we'll talk about that Babylon hasn't been performing as well in. And that almost gives me more faith in this just because I feel like that movie is going to be honored somewhere. Um. And it's one of those things where maybe it's like I said last week, if you don't make it to hour three of Babylon, if you only make it to, you know, the 30, 45th minute, you're still going to see some very, very stellar and insane production design. Um, And then, of course, like Kenzie said, the multiple scenes scene that I think that that's just going to take it. Yeah, I, we went at the Q&A, Jillian and I went to last night, the production design team and such operators were both there. And like, it was so interesting to hear them talk about like, doing like, the big party versus like, Margot Robbie's character's apartment and like, just like the clash of like, very upscale versus a little gross um, said toilet. 
was quite a topic. Um, but so right now I have Babylon, but I'm thinking about what Ricky was talking about, where Elvis could just like do what I don't want to say what I'm thinking. Where it could perform like a movie in the past where it just picks up quite a bit of text. Oh, are you talking about Bohemian Rhapsody? <laughs> no, I was gonna say Dune, where I'm... it just like picks up text like mm-hmm. and becomes like oh, this movie won X amount of Oscars the most of any of the night. And it's like, like not, it wasn't like expected because it wasn't in contention to win Best Picture. Um, I would never say like Bohemian Rhapsody. Ever. Um, I, yeah, especially like because Elvis could win our next category. Um costume design where we have elvis everything everywhere all at once black panther wakanda forever mrs harris goes to paris and babylon um lex what do you have winning costume design um i have elvis um just because it um i know we've talked about this a lot but like the amount of attention to detail that went into the costume design for elvis you have multiple decades at play you have collaborations with high-end designers um you have straight down to recreating costumes on extras i mean it's just so and if you like if you go to graceland and you see that big wall of all of elvis's suits like just to think that like they were able to recreate such like iconic um pieces i think is just incredible and they do it so well so i'm feeling really good about elvis um i have black panther as second just because they're such i think even more so than the first film a variety of costumes going on in another world i don't think it's gonna happen um i would love to see mrs harris go to paris get it just for the same reasons of elvis of you know not necessarily over multiple decades but the recreation of high-end um fashion designers at a particular moment in time i just think is very impressive um but yeah i think at the end of the day it's elvis is for the taking does everybody else have the same thing or does anybody have anything different if elvis wins one award i think it's costumes like my mm-hmm. my theory this whole season was going to be oh black panther won Chris choice elvis is going to win bafta and then they're both going to win costumes guilds but that theory was blunted so i got no reason to say anything's coming close like Black Panther's too, but like it's Elvis. Elvis I, deserves it if for no other reason than that black shirt that Austin wears in the scene at the fair where the colonel tries to talk him into it. Deserves a cost an Oscar alone for that shirt. That beautiful lacy shirt. Great. Yeah. Beautiful I, black lacy shirt. I have Elvis here too, because I'm so conflicted in these categories like because before I was like oh I feel like Elvis like really embodies like all of these design um categories and I can see it sweeping um because I I think in like I'm not huge on Elvis but I but I love like all the detail that goes into it but then like Babylon's not gonna win here but I don't know if like it winning in production design will have if it does like have an effect on it winning here uh or elvis winning here and so i also moved up everything ever all at once because it won um cdg but like that category 
it was like weak like people were freaking out but it was like this avatar um black Pan- i think it just beating, well, black, it beating panther, black panther like, yeah it's like that was the, pretty big moved yeah. it up but i like i don't i don't think it like told us like much i think it has potential but like a lot of the elements of everything ever all at once that make me question it is that of it like picking up categories that i don't really think it's the strongest in is just because there's like so much like amount of costume changes i mean even like if we're going to go by costume changes we learned last night babylon had like ten thousand, so it's like if we're going to do that like babylon's right there um so like that's what makes me kind of cautious in areas where like elvis is competing with that film if people just see like all the stuff that goes into it so i don't know i feel conflicted on that if this is a spot that that movie might like randomly win an award for but like i feel really confident in elvis doing well in these areas and like we all mentioned like Catherine martin icon like she's won pairs for the other two movies like it would be crazy if she didn't hear but i don't know babylon or everything ever all at once comes in and like prohibits that my thing with Babylon is that a lot of people, um, the costumes would hold them back from appreciating the movie because they feel like they're so inaccurate to the time that it's taking place. I do think that hearing her, the costume designer last night talk about the costumes made me like them more, but I have no issues with the inaccuracies of the times being represented. But I do think that everything everywhere, if it wasn't that they have this weird apprehension towards modern costume designs, that it would be a bigger contender. It would be like really shocking if it won. But I do see a world where it like just abundantly overperforms and picks, like you're saying, Jillian, like picks up wins in places that like people weren't predicting it because it did that with nominations. Like nobody predicted the song. We were, like, considering the score, but didn't think it would actually happen. Um, So it wouldn't be, like, that shocking. I just, like, they're so weird about, like, modern costume design that I feel like the nomination is the win. But it is, like you're saying, there's so many costumes that, like, you see for split seconds in everything everywhere. And I think they've done a great job of, like, showing behind-the-scenes imagery like all throughout voting of the various costume changes that they all go through. Um, And it's like not the same as Elvis where Elvis is like a million eras. It's like everything everywhere. It's like a million universes. So there's way more looks and way more like eras of time that they capture. I just like, I still think it's Elvis. I think Catherine Martin will split her previous record of always winning in pairs for production and costume design but i think she'll win costume design um, how, to- how funny would it be if everything everywhere did win and they said oh they did elvis better than elvis i like, it, like her jump- <laughs> i'm kidding i'm kidding her jumpsuit is in like so many promotional images for mm-hmm. like every category it's so crazy but I, like, they're trying so to funny. gaslight people. I know. Yeah, it. it's so funny to like hone in on that when we have an Elvis like competing. It's hilarious. I would like to see um, Stephanie Shu wear Austin Butler's '68 special, the black leather. <laughs> I feel like she That'd could so really good. pull that off. That would be sick. They should do that in the sequel. <laughs> you just say all the. They should just be all the best picture nominees, like Avatar. And... They should all dress up as each other. They should. She should wear that to the Oscars. She should. 
because um, that's how we know her now. Now we're moving on to the just the most difficult category of the night, visual effects. The nominees are Avatar The Way of Water, our winner. Moving on. Just kidding. <laughs> All Quiet on the Western Front, Top Gun Maverick, The Batman, Wakan- Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. Does everybody have Avatar? Let's get to the next category. Like, <laughs> is this where is this where is this where uh, Top Gun wins Best Picture? I'm confused. Well, this I'm is sorry. where Top Gun wins Best okay. Picture. It's got where it, it starts to sweep. No, no that, that's it starts to sweep. It's, it's a sweep. <laughs> Tom Cruise is still winning Best Actor, though, right? Yes, I think he already won. <laughs> yeah, I think they already announced it. Like, we don't even have to watch. Uh, yeah, I think Avatar. Like, I feel like every year you know there's an Avatar movie coming out. It's winning visual effects. Like. Yeah. There's no conversation. That's that's what the people were saying with that and Dune just going back to back. Well, I also think I with like, the conversations them. around like the VFX industry and like all the stuff that's happening, like this is a good. It's obviously gonna win, but I think even like the added layer of like the years that they spent on this and like I don't know how much they were paid, probably not that much, but I think it's like that. I feel like that's gonna start leveling. I do wonder VFX. if maybe they're paid a little more. Because James Cameron works so, like, on board with them. Like, he's yeah. not, like, it's not, like, an outsourced thing where the director is not, like, working in tandem with them. Yeah. Um, but just the fact that they're given the time to work on their projects is enough mm-hmm. for me. Yeah. Um, I think this is now an easy category. I don't know. Not easy, but it feels a little easier than it did a few weeks ago film editing which i feel like any minute we can get confirmation that this is easier um the nominees are everything everywhere all at once elvis top gun maverick the banshees of inishiran and tar does everybody have banshees or of course <laughs> when I cut away from um colin farrell being inside the bar to colin farrell being outside the bar i was like whoa <laughs> <laughs> Adriano, what do you have winning film editing? Everything ever all wants. I don't think like I I see the case for Top Gun. I see the case for Elvis. But like you don't sweep the editing like awards and then like I've seen people go like, no, it can't possibly win. It didn't get the sound numb. I'm like, get out of here with that my shit. thing is <laughs> like... that the stat has been waiting to be broken since they they combine the sound categories. Mm-hmm. And I think that everything everywhere would have gotten a sound category, like one sound nomination had it been split. And I think that like this will be the year where that stat breaks. And I think like we won't pay attention to that stat anymore after this year. Obviously, it's really important. But my thing is like, I feel like if in your mind, you could be like, if we had 10 slots still that it would have gotten in, then like it's in contention to win. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And film editing. Like, I don't think there's a world where if we still had the two categories that everything everywhere would have missed. Like, I, yeah, I but feel again, like. But even then, and like, I don't think it's swept. like, I understand sentimental. Like, it's swept. That should be. <laughs> that doesn't happen. Like, I see the case, again, I see the case for Top Gun. I see the case for Elvis. But like, everything everyone wants, it's the most editing. It's a, it's a best picture, like, winner, it's let's be winning. honest. And it's. <laughs> And it's swept. Like I don't it know. It brings what in. It brings in like everything that past editing winners have done. Action movie, most editing. Um, you know, music scenes. Like it's got everything that editing winners it's, it's one, get. All like it's one of those into things. One. Where, like 
it's one of those things where even like people who have criticized the movie have been like, okay, but no, the editing's like mm-hmm. really impressive. Yeah, it's really great. Does We're anybody? With... Oh wait, I work with a lot of editors. I do have Elvis in this category, but like they for their like profession, like I feel like they appreciate what everything ever or all at once does more so than like the other nominees because it is just like I know people keep saying it's like the most editing, which I do agree, but I think like on the times scale that they work on like this is something that will more so resonate with editors and like the other stuff in this category um I mean I don't know like I was really I'm kind of still torn between that and Elvis even though this one has swept so I'm like what if Elvis comes out from I don't know under the ground but like editors love like how this movie came out um in that category and so I yeah I don't yeah I might change it but they love that movie yeah I really thought it was gonna be Elvis for so long and I do think Elvis is number two for me mm-hmm. but I have everything everywhere because I assume everything everywhere wins AC tonight and then then it's really swept like there's like no comparison um it, it not, not only did it win but, like all like the major things I think it like crushed with critic groups as well it did uh there were because so I don't remember who was number two for editing but it was like the gap was quite the gap was quite big from what i remember um wouldn't it be funny though if like editing was like like it went to like yeah well not no like if it went to something that's not nominated (laughs) (laughs) that would be pretty weird i'll give you that Not the tar jokes early in the evening. Oh wow! Yeah, no, it's it's a large gap. And yeah. This okay. So everything everyone's twenty six, and then in second place with five is After yeah. Sun. Yeah, yep. yeah. The best edited movie of the year. But I digress. That's a, it's great. Editing. Okay. And why isn't so... it your background? Oh, uh, because <laughs> I already had Paul as my background last time, and I had to I had to make it wait uh, a best After picture. Sun was not your number one movie of the year. It is now, yeah. What? Yeah, you I changed. changed it? Yeah. <laughs> I feel like you change it every five minutes. I do change it every five minutes. Why are you changing your list of last year? Um, yeah, but, okay. like years over. Welcome what to twenty twenty three. So everything everywhere will win editing for comedy. So is all quiet winning the drama, or is it Elvis or Top Gun? I still think that Top Gun can win the Oscar. And I know that sounds stupid, but it's, I mean, it's just a simple fact. I mean, obviously, I'm looking at it from an analytic standpoint. Obviously, it's the second closest. Um, Banshees, Elvis, and Tar literally stands no chance at winning. Um, Elvis should win this category, in my opinion. It's the best edited movie of last year. Um, It's brilliantly edited. Sure, you can say it's too long, whatever. Um, But for me... Again, this is one of the ones that I'm going to point out in my article that I write. But Top Gun Maverick, I still think this wins. I, I really do. Like I don't, I I understand all of the be all end all, but I'm telling you, Top Gun, it's just there's something about this stupid ass film that's just going to do a little bit better in certain places. Maybe it shouldn't, and I just feel like I've said this from the beginning about everything ever all once. It got the nominations. It swept everywhere. 
I just one of those things. I needed to see it happen, win the awards. I, I just congratulations. I hope it does. I don't love everything everywhere all at once, but I do agree that the ending is pretty or the editing is pretty fantastic. But uh I still think Top Gun has a strong chance at winning. And if I was a betting man, I would definitely bet on Top Gun. If if he was a betting man. Well, I can't bet on the fucking Oscars <laughs> in the state of Tennessee, okay? If I you took, top. I would. All right. <laughs> If I wanted to do it offshore, but to back you up, I do have Top Gun at two. I do have it at two. I do think it actually does stand a better chance than people giving credit for, but I can't I can't ignore a sweep. Interesting. Uh okay. I don't know. I'm staying with everything everywhere, but maybe I will move Top Gun up. I'm just such a Top Gun negative Nancy. Like it's not it's not for me. Oh, the world has made me hate that movie. Don't get me wrong. Like, I love Top Wait, Gun. Wait, can we talk about... I, I went to... I Jillian and I went to this Babylon screening yesterday, and it's on the west side. The west side is so Top Gun-pilled. Like, every billboard imaginable is for Top Gun Maverick. And I was like... First of all, all these billboards are lies. Best-reviewed movie of the year. Shut up. No, it's not. That's After Sun. Second off, like, it's like... The, believe in movies again i believed i never stopped believing in movies okay like no i was just like it was every billboard and i think the thing that's funny about it is every billboard is the same like it's the same of him on the bike it's not even a plane it's him on a motorcycle okay no no plane in sight and they just put different texts on it. Rotten, like, Tomato, Rotten Tomatoes did come out and like name it the best review movie because it does have a higher critic score and a higher audience score. Well, that's not true. Top that's Gun Maverick is the best picture winner for people who are watching their first ever Oscars. That or the people that are like, you know what would be cool if they had an audience award? Remember <laughs> when they... For Spider-Man? This is how Spider-Man... This is how, this is how Dreamgirls beats uh, Top Gun Maverick. No Way Home can still win. I um, think the coolest film editing win ever is Sound of Metal. I want a Sound of Metal esque. It'll never happen again. It's so depressing. Never happen yep. again. I no more of these it. big loud movies. I don't want it. Yeah, it's just ugh. Argo won best editing. Wow, what mm-hmm. a what a history. Argo is fucking fantastic. I don't care what anybody says. I love that book. Are we are we having another Argo year with everything ever all at once? That's what I want. That is. Th- are, aren't we? Wait, we're, are we yes. still at? Well, uh... is Jen- well, Jennifer Garner did comment on all of um, Michelle Yeoh's stylist posts, being like stunning, beautiful, She's amazing for every She's... picture of uh, Michelle Yeoh. So I'm like, can we have Jennifer Garner present best picture? She's the key. She can present this, Best Actress. We've all been wondering who's presenting it. This isn't, the, this isn't the Brokeback Mountain year deadline. This is the Argo year. That's what I was going to say. We're still stuck in Brokeback Mountain year. We're, we're getting right our way to Argo. Um. Okay. Cinematography. And as I said at the top, AOC has not announced their winner yet. So if that happens and it changes anybody's opinions, do not yell at us. Um, so our nominees are All Quiet on the Western Front, Elvis, Tar, Empire of Light, and Bardo. Lex, what do you have winning the Oscar for cinematography? I have All Quiet on the Western Front. Um, Elvis is my number two. 
and winner of my heart. Um, yeah, I think just like, I'm not crazy about All Quiet on the Western Front. Um, I generally don't like war movies. I generally don't like Germany. Sorry. Um, sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, but I just think that visually, Oh, Quiet is such a feat. Um, and I think that it's, I'm pretty sure we all, do we all have that? Does yeah, everybody hear All Quiet? All quiet? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so. Yeah, I think that, um, it's just like, one, it's so stunning. And two, they're really getting people to see it in theaters, especially this last week. Like mm-hmm. Jillian and I are seeing it tomorrow at a screening. I'm seeing it tomorrow. Um, I've only seen this movie in theaters and I feel really blessed that I was given mm-hmm. that opportunity. And I know if you're listening and you don't live in like somewhere like LA or New York, that it is playing at Regals. Um, I don't think it's playing at a lot of AMCs, but I know it's playing at Regals. Mm-hmm. Um, so check your showtimes before Sunday. I feel like you can find a way to see it in a theater. Um, but it just like my husband watched it at home and even commented on how beautiful the cinematography is. So I think it's really impressive. Um, Elvis, I just got it like it landed everywhere. It just like isn't winning anything. Um, I think that Warner Brothers could have done a slightly better job at campaigning the cinematography and Mandy Walker. Um, I went to a Q&A with Mandy Walker and it was really interesting to hear her talk about like tracking down lenses that were used in the 60s to like film on the same type of like lenses and like the production team finding like the same kind of lighting and like it's really cool all the technical things that she was able to pull off behind the scenes Um, but I think All Quiet is just like such a feat that people and I like a lot of people are comparing it to 1917 just because it's like World War One and like whatever which is so funny that like Roger Deegan's in this category to be compared <laughs> but it's so different and it feels more visceral of mm-hmm. like experiencing war i think that's something that like lex was saying like she's not a big fan of war movies but this movie feels a little different because it's such a experience and it kind of gives you that like point of view that like a lot of war movies don't always do because they're focused on other things um moving on to original song which i actually think is a really cool category this year we have Not To Not To from RRR, Hold My Hand from Stephanie Germanata, uh, Top Gun Maverick. Uh, this is a life. Oscar winner David Byrne for Everything Everywhere All at Once. Lift Me Up from Black Panther Wakanda Forever. And applause from honorary Oscar winner Diane Warren uh, from Lex's favorite movie of 2022. I know she updated her list for Tell It Like a Woman. Um, Adriano, what do you have winning original song? Um, I mean, it's I do I do think Nadu Nadu is the front runner. Um, I, I you know it's been like a while like since it like it had that string of wins, so I do feel like Manta might have shrunken a little bit, but I do think like for one, it's far and away the best in the category. Um. And I do think it's such a catchy and easy uh, song to get into. Left Me Up and Hold My Hand definitely have a shot here. Um, I don't think everything everyone's going to like actually sweep. So I'm not really thinking this is a life is going to win. But um, yeah, I, I feel like it's going to be Nadu. You know, I got my eye on, you know, Left Me Up. But 
I don't know. It, it feels right. It feels right that Nanatu is going to win. Does everybody else have Natu Natu, or does anybody have anything different? Ricky, you have something different? I've got Lift Me Up. I think it's going to win. I, I think it's going to win. I think this is going to be the Black Panthers' only win. I know RRR's only nomination here, obviously, because of some stupidity. But um, I don't know. I just feel like the... It just feels like, I don't know, it sounds weird to say it like this, but it's almost like I feel like there's kind of a makeup Oscar here, not for Black Panther, just because of Chadwick Boseman here a little bit. But also, I just feel like, I don't know, not too, not too, it's a, it's, it's a, it's weird to see it here, obviously not seeing it in other places. I just feel like Rihanna is the moment, and I feel like she's going to win the Oscar. Do you know it, off the top of your head if her, like the likeliness went up for her post Super Bowl? Yeah. So her odds, the odds, she lift me up was like third for a long period of time, obviously behind hold my hand. And the odds have quick, quickly gone down. Now, don't get me wrong, Natu Natu is 80% favorite here at minus 400, which is a massive favorite. Lift me up's only at like 25%. Don't ask why there's more than 100% there. I'll explain it to you another day. But. <laughs> It's plus 300. I think this is where anybody is looking to try to make any money. I think this is the category, but her odds, the odds were at like six or 700 pre-January. And then of course, then the Super Bowl, I think they're going to dwindle down. I think this week we'll see a little bit more. It might even go down to like 200. So I still think lift, with me, lift me up with wins, but don't get me wrong. I would love to see Natu Natu win just for the simple fact that it's, you know, it's a pretty cool song. I don't love the movie, but the song's pretty cool. Is there I any other have... category that's been more quiet than this one over the past couple like weeks and months? Well, I think that with what I've been seeing on the campaign front, obviously like RRR, like they keep re-releasing it and like having all of these like people pair up mm-hmm. to redistribute it, but it's like not focused on the song. It's like the movie in whole. But like what's really interesting with what they're doing with um Lift Me Up is that they're having a lot of like discussions with like they did something with like the Grammys recently with like the songwriters and like really targeting what this they should have been done, doing for Angela Bassett is really targeting like the songwriters um and like those type of groups. And so they've been like stepping it up recently. That's really interesting because, like, I saw a lot of people move it up, and that really makes sense if they're like putting more of an effort in. Because Miss Stephanie is not campaigning. Homegirl did not post about her Oscar nomination for literally 48 hours, and then it was just a selfie. Thank you for this <laughs> nomination. Um, Ooh, and she's for busy. Black, for she's Black Panther, it's like they're really focusing on Ryan Coogler and. Ludwig, I believe that's how you pronounce his name, and like not the Rihanna aspect of it. She's like an added layer more so for like the rate the ratings of the show versus like the actual nomination and win. Like it's really centered around like Ryan Coogler and like Black Panther. Um, and not so much like Marvel, which is like really refreshing to see what they do for a campaign, which is what I wish again that, that they did with Angela Bassett. But like they're really making this like this would be Ryan Coogler's win, which I think is fascinating. Yeah, it's really smart because I feel like he's one of the more like younger kind of director writers that I would love to see have an Oscar. Like I feel like he's overdue yet he hasn't been working like so long. Um, but yeah, Stephanie's too busy running around doing Joker nonsense. 
to be campaigning. Um, so I have not to not to, but I would love to see lift me up one especially because people from her fan base were so angry when the song was released finally that it wasn't what they wanted so it'd be hilarious if she was like i was right to hold off on making new music because i got an oscar for it um moving on to sound our nominees are all quiet on the western front top gun maverick elvis the batman and avatar the way of water jacob what do you have winning sound um, just like everyone is saying that editing and sound aren't going to match up in editing, I have it not matching up as well in sound, and I have All Quiet taking it um, over Top Gun Maverick. I also have All Quiet. Does everybody have All Quiet on the Western Front winning? Not sound? Adriano. Explain yourself, Adriano. Jesus. Um, <laughs> Planes go brr. Planes and go, go brr. I know it was Adriano because I was looking for my list. So I like, Wait a minute. You know, I do have Top Gun winning. I mean, easy answer. It won CAS yesterday. I mean, that's not bad. But um, I, I, I don't know. Something about Top Gun going home completely empty handed it doesn't sit. Like, I know it's entirely possible, but it doesn't sit well with me. So I and I Kinsey like say the quote, is, "The money, it's the money." Yeah, that's I, what the I'm money's not there in Mad Men yet. <laughs> <laughs> that's such a good episode. Okay, but the thing is, uh, yeah. it did make all this money, and like that's that's what I mean. For. So did Avatar. That's still winning visual effects. Like, <laughs> okay, but Avatar's a movie. Movie. Yeah, it passes Hawkins the movie. movie. We're like, Hopkins enough... saves cinema. So I don't know what y'all are talking about. <laughs> That's what the billboards say. That is what the billboards and the men. It's with not like three, say. like four or five and, months and ago that Spider Man made a billion dollars at the box office. It didn't do that like six months prior, but you know we'll forget about that. But I, I do think like the sound work in Top Gun is very, very good. And I mean, I'll, I'll quite the Westbrook could easily take it. I'm not disregarding that in the slightest. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna stick with Top Gun here. And also, but also the other thing, I don't want to like. I don't want to go overboard with Alquan the West Front. It's not going to do what it did at Bafta. So I and I feel I feel good being like okay. I think it, I'll, I'll have it winning three because that's how much 1917 won, and I'll just you know just see how that works out for me. I will say, I think this year more than most, it is really shitty that we don't have two sound categories yeah. because Elvis should be winning one of the sound categories. I think what they do with mixing Butler's voice with Elvis's voice, trying to uh, create like something that feels new, but also feels known uh, mixing in all of the other sound work and Elvis is actually like pretty spectacular. And I think that there definitely should be, um, it definitely should be awarded. I don't even have, it. it's my three right now. Um, just because I don't think I don't really think it's going to win, but it should be awarded in somehow for its sound work. Yeah, if like they were still split, I would probably give Elvis sound editing and then Top mm-hmm. Gun sound mixing. Oh, I would go the other way with that. Yeah, I like... I like. I don't know if it's because like I just think like the the way that Elvis is able to like 
highlight the concert scenes where they're still focusing on dialogue is so interesting like if you think about like the scene with um suspicious minds like the sound work there is just so incredible and i i don't know but we only have one category and i i i think it's all quiet but i wouldn't be shocked if it's top gun maverick but i just don't think top gun maverick's winning anything Top Gun, I I just want to just step in that um, Vegas has this so heavily favorite. It's not even funny. So if you're in the world of thinking that All Quiet could win this, there's a lot of money to be made. But at, Top Gun Maverick is, in my opinion, is running away with this um, category. It might be probably its only win outside of Best Picture. But... Um, <laughs> As long as we're acknowledging that it's winning Best Picture. You're welcome, all journalists named Jeff. <laughs> um, okay, yeah. I still want to go with All Quiet. I, Because I, I don't really have it that many places. International feature, cinematography, and then sound. That feels, that feels... I maybe have too much faith in All Quiet, but I'm sticking by it. Well, I'm we'll sticking send... by my guns. Okay. So another category with All Quiet. Original score. We have All Quiet on the Western Front, Babylon, Everything Everywhere, All at Once, The Banshees of Anna Sheeran, and apparently there was a score in the Fablemans. Um, I cannot confirm I don't believe it. This. I don't believe it, and I love the Fablemans. Jillian, I, yeah, I Jillian, love the Fablemans. Jillian leaned back so far she disappeared into her background. The sound, um, don't you mean the sound of Sammy Fableman's silence? Watching his parents. It's the clicking. It's the clicking when she was playing the piano. Come back. The clicking. It was the train. I have nails. You don't use your nails for like that. You use your fingertips. Like I get it. Michelle Williams has never had long nails in her life. Apparently, like I like you don't. Maybe Steven Spielberg's mom was not. You go like at an angle. Yeah. Getting like the little triangle between the nail and your finger. It's yeah. This. It's this. It's not yeah. your nail. Like no one is sitting here. God. Steven Spielberg talked to a woman challenge. Okay. <laughs> Maybe Tony Kushner did. And then on set, Steven Spielberg was like, no, it's like this. I don't know. It's giving like. They're like, we to- need to set it up for her to step on the piece of paper so he can get the idea to put <laughs> for the, the bullets. Hole in the. <laughs> film so that it looks real they needed a reason jacob just always goes silent when we talk about his i made fun of it too don't i started okay sammy what do you have winning original score um i have all quiet um i think all quiet's going to more than overperform uh and i have it i have it beating out babylon here does everyone else here have All Quiet, or do we have any yeah, Babylon. Babylon? I have Babylon. The Babylon me is here. I have well, Babylon. Does that mean you guys have Babylon winning two Oscars? Yeah. I think it's winning I think it's but winning something, I, too, just not this one. But I am most nervous about production design still. See, that's where I'm in the boat. I personally feel like I think... Babylon wins one Oscar. 
and this is it. Um, I I think Elvis. I'm. I just. I feel very possibly confident in. Elvis okay, so let's re-record production design. I will change to Elvis because <laughs> my number two, and well, Babylon wins one Oscar in its original score. Because if Babylon loses original score, it will keep me up at night for years to come. It's a great score. I don't even like the movie that much. So good. It's way better than the. I feel like it hits better than the La La Land score. It is its own the way it's utilized in the movie yeah and that's the thing about babylon is like all quiet i do listen to sometimes but like the babylon score is such a thing on its own and it's also so well used in the movie and like yes the all quiet score so well utilized in the film like i was telling jillian last night my dad left all quiet with us and he was like bah, bah, bah. like <laughs> it's like it's just like a thing like it's so good and it's so unexpected but like the babylon score is just like it's otherworldly like it is like the way he he was talking about this last night too like justin Hurwitz using like every piece of music that he'll use throughout the whole film in the welcome song and like voodoo mama is so interesting like i don't know i feel like there's so much there i'd and... watch a film about him making that like i would literally watch like a documentary of him creating uh, a one point during the movie last night i wanted to get up and start dancing <laughs> that I doesn't was, happen with i was in my seat and i was like moving and i was like this Jillian, inner- you should have you should have like done like the well, michelle Jillian fire ballet in front of the screen <laughs> We were <laughs> we were determined to be like in the center, and then like it was so hard to get in and out of the aisles. But I couldn't like, take my New York scene bathroom break because I could not get out. But like the score is just it's just it, except in that sequence, it's just like I don't know. That's why that's why I'm sad. It's not in sound. I do agree with everyone. If we had two sound categories, I think it would have gotten somewhere. Mm-hmm. But just like the layering like there's such purpose about how it is used to establish like each individual character's like storyline and the all-encompassing of like the ecosystem of like Hollywood and like the pacing it's used in like it's such a good storytelling device that like I don't even think like the La La Land score was just like a, it seems like such like a baby score this one is like just such like an advanced all way grown of- up music it's like it's It's ugly step sibling like it's so gritty but also so polished and it's just like i don't know this is this is the score 2022 i thought all quiet on the western front the score is fine it's not to me personally this is like one of the worst categories of this entire oscars like there's four i'm sorry there's one great in my opinion this is my opinion obviously Babylon's a great score. I love it. It's amazing. And I'm not just saying that because Justin Hurwitz and I were mucking it up last week. I'm not saying it because of that. But All Quiet is fine. I think the rest of them are just objectively whatever. Like, I, they're so forgettable. Weird. I'm like, I, anyway, likes the film, likes the scores. That's great. But The Fablemans, whatever. The Banshees, whatever. Everything Everyone Wants. I just don't remember. Like, the last thing I remember from Everything Everyone Wants is the score. Like, I don't really care to, like, ever revisit any of these scores outside of Babylon. Well, the thing is, with the top three... Well, in my opinion, what are the top three, which is All Quiet, Babylon, and Everything Everywhere, is, like, Jillian and, like, what Kenzie was saying, is the scores were so utilized. And especially even with, like, Everything Everywhere, it's, like, the biggest scene of the movie is so built around the score 
And so those those are the three that yeah. I like genuinely understand why they got it's in. It's funny that you said that because literally the worst odds are with everything everywhere all at once. Fablemans is literally the third favorite in this. According I don't to know why people think that's happening still. That that well, one. it's just at plus seven hundred. I mean, it's it's yeah. you have to. I, I, I know, I know, but the like odds are to, astronomically. I, I know, but <laughs> like, like I've talked to some people who are like, "Oh, what if John Williams?" I'm like, "Shut up!" Immediately, shut up. Like, <laughs> three out of five of these, like I can't like remember. Like I have to watch the movie to remember. Two I remember. Like, it's all in my that. head, even with like I think with All Quiet, he's been nominated like. I think it's 12 times and I don't know if that plays a factor and like who? let's forward who here. the composer for which one for what they're all quiet oh uh, I don't know if that plays a factor and they're like Justin Hurwitz already has an Oscar but mm-hmm. like I I was a big uh, La La Land person and I think the score is like centuries planets universes like better and I just like can't see them just like going like oh let's give another spot for everything ever all at once or like I don't think ban- even like I like the Bantry score but I can't remember it like outside of I when I listen to the Bantry score I'm like wow it's so great but it's like I don't think about it like outside of when I'm listening to it I just so we all agree it's between Babylon and All Quiet it's just some of you feel All Quiet is much more dominant here well I I just Babylon won globes and nothing else. That does not bode well for it. Like, I I would not be predicting Babylon production design if it didn't sweep. And I'm not saying Babylon had to sweep, but it ha- I feel like it had to win something else. And while I'm and like, I definitely see the case for it. It's a very catchy score. That you don't even have to like the movie to like it. But I feel like it's going to be all quiet. I I wanted to be Babylon, so I'm going to vote. I mean, Babylon. that's who I'd vote for. I want to be Babylon so bad. I okay. want to be Babylon so bad because that movie, if it did one thing right, it is the score. I mean, it should be the Batman, but hey. Basically, Lady Gaga was right. Babylon, battle for your life. We're no going into to Chromatica. It's We're going fine. into battle against the film about war. About who <laughs> Listen. Lady Gaga was right. It's fine. She'll help Babylon win score over her winning original song. Like, she doesn't care. She'll be like, Babylon, check. It's she's not- already got an Oscar. She's like, it's all right. Yeah, so she'll vote. She'll probably vote for Babylon. I, I believe in Miss Stephanie. I feel like if I was, like, a musician, I would be, like... For Stop. sure, and listening. I think that's the thing. If people listen to him talk about it, I feel like there's no way you don't vote for him. I think that's like everything with Babylon. Like if you listen to them, even like costumes. Like I don't think it's gonna win, but like when you hear their like justification, the elephant poop thing. Yeah, or even like when they talked about like at a different one, he talked about hair and makeup, which I like. That's not my favorite part of the movie, but it was like the way they speak about it, where it like makes it makes sense, and you're like, oh, I can see the vision now. But if I was just like a viewer and I like didn't interact with any like promotional or interview material, I'd be like, I don't get it. And I feel like that's might be what hurts Babylon if people are not engaging in those discussions because if they're turned off by it, or maybe they the only thing they do like is the score, so they're like reading up on it. And I think like that's probably the one movie out of all of these where it's like you have to do like extra like research to understand like certain decisions that were made yeah i a category you don't have to do that with is supporting actor move on which yeah <laughs> uh, <laughs> good hurt it's your day baby 
Eddie Redmayne. This is where Eddie Redmayne wins. Um, so our nominees are Kayu Kwan for Everything Everywhere All at Once. And four Bar- other people. Yeah. And Barry Keoghan for Banshees of Inisherin, Brendan Gleason for Banshees of Inisherin, Judd Hirsch for The Fablemans, and my boy Brian Tyree Henry for Causeway. I assume we all have Kayu Kwan. Is yes. he going to wear the eye? Is he going to wear a bagel pin? What kind of pin are we talking about on his? We'll find I out with all eye... of his selfies. I think he'll come in costume. I think that um, he should put together like a Rizzoli coffee table book of oh, all like his selfies from oh, this year. I feel like everyone would buy it. Um, Ricky, do you have the odds? Like, what are, like, who's number two? Is it Barry? Yes, it is Barry. But like, I imagine the gap is large. It's uh, it's literally, I think it's the second biggest gap. Um, on the slate. Give me one second. I just sorry, I didn't mean to put you on the spot. I just think it's hilarious. Okay, I'm trying to figure out. I'm hearing something right now, and I don't know where I'm hearing it from outside of like what I'm doing right this second. Sorry. All right. Um, in the middle of trying to do. Oh yes, he's at minus five thousand. Um, nine. So if I put a hundred dollars on Kwan, you would win like pennies on the dollar. Like it's 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 literally the biggest odds on favorite to win of the entire Oscars right now. So if I put money on Barry and he won, what are we talking? You're winning lots of lots of lots of money, depending on someone call Francis Fisher. (laughs) Someone call Francis Fisher. Oh my god! So wait, Barry's negative five thousand? No, no, Barry's plus twelve hundred. Can we talk about how they eradicated all the Jenny posters that were lining Los Angeles for that movie, and now they're like that is the only poster that is gone? Okay, yeah. So basically, where I live. I go up um, La Cienega from the 10 and there were three billboards in a row and they were only replaced the Jenny one. Like yeah. they replaced, they kept all the other ones and they replaced the Jenny, the grave one. And then like all the bills that are posted, they took down all the Jenny ones. And I'm like, okay. So they put it in perspective. They put it in they perspective. If you bet, if you bet a thousand dollars on him to win at minus 5,000, you would win 20 whole dollars. If you bet a thousand dollars on Barry and he won, how much would you? Um, hang on one second. I mean, way too much money. Um, hang on, twelve. Because now I'm starting to feel like well, thirteen thousand. <laughs> so vote on Barry. <laughs> yes. If anyone would like to chip in, to <laughs> oh my take a god, gamble literally. Let me know. Oh this is how we get our like lollipop. A, this is how. <laughs> this is why we need a Patreon, and this is what we should use the Patreon money for: is dumb Oscar bets. Well, it's funny because if you look at it, like a lot of the things in the like the article I wrote is it's crazy where you can make money and where you can't make money. And like right now, like in this category, best director, you can't make any money or anything like that. But like if you bet on you know the Daniels to win, you know four months ago they were plus nine hundred. You know what I mean? If you would have bet you know, a thousand dollars on them at plus 900 in December, you would have won $10,000. So basically if anyone was following my predictions, they should have bet on them when I changed to the Daniels and they could uh, have won money. 
brother bro of the Oscar expert like told me like in December like dude you should put put some money on Daniels on director now and I'm like ah I don't know I'm not that confident and now I'm beating myself up for it and he's gonna make some hard cash. I should have put money on Brian Tyree Henry for <laughs> getting the nomination. God. Okay. Um, a spicy category. Supporting actress. We have Hong Chao for the Whale. Angela Bassett for Black Panther Wakanda Forever, Stephanie Hsu for Everything Everywhere All at Once, Jamie Lee Curtis for Everything Everywhere All at Once, and Carrie Condon for The Banshees of Inishirin. Jillian, who do you think is winning Best Supporting Actress? Um, I have like a really wild theory post-SAG where I'm kind of stuck between number one of Jamie Lee Curtis and two as Harry Condon and here's my whole thing and I think like after listening to the the Daniels talk um this week when I went to film um independent I was like they they kind of sold the point for her so like I feel like this is a hot take because someone told me I was wrong I think Jamie Lee Curtis was really the key to getting people in the academy and in the industry to take note of this movie I think it would still be a phenomenon but I think it wouldn't I think because that's why you see so many movies like this year like decision to leave like and some others where we're like where's the nomination because there's such a disconnect between like the viewers and the critics and the industry and I feel like that could have happened for everything ever all at once if it wasn't Jamie Lee Curtis to be the connector and the Daniels know that and they know like that's why like taking a having her take a chance on their movie like told them like everything that like this was going to work and that they like talk about that all the time and so she's like one of the most well connected people in hollywood which i'm like did she andrea riseborough herself into yes category (laughs) yes no no she knows like everyone they had that huge party with for her like jake gyllenhaal melanie griffith like jamie lovato like everyone was there just for her nomination and i think like the fact that like she's able to rally all these people and be like how she's like in her what is she in her 70s and be like hey like you guys should watch this movie and I think her like her giving that SAG speech was not to be mean to like Michelle and Key I think it was way more helpful than their speeches like by far of like getting this rally and she's the only person in this entire like um award season people who has like actively been using social media and campaigning in a way that does not even feel like malicious like whatever Steven Spielberg has been doing for the Fablemans and only campaigning himself for a movie that's not gonna win like she's just been so smart about it but it's also like passionate and that's why I can like see a future where that like pays off so much not only for her but like everything else are nominated for and i don't believe that this movie could have been as successful if it wasn't for jamie lee curtis and that's why i'm saying i feel like she has a path to win like the the narrative people are putting on angela bassett is like jamie lee curtis and if, if they could have mirrored that with angela bassett angela bassett would not be having to do like so much work to kind of put herself back up to where she once was and then i have carrie con that too because of that river scene but yeah I'm glad WGA uh, said when uh, we were talking. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> I think me and Kenzie were both at the same time, like, celebrating. I was just like, are we... Are I thought we you were just here? really aggressively agreeing with Jillian. And I was no. like, go off. <laughs> like, I didn't want to interrupt her, but, like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. I know. Like, anyway, too. that's why I moved I... Jamie Lee Curtis up from five to one, because okay. I was Day and it all connected in my mind so... after having the Daniels clarify it for me of how important... 
how like because even like I was like oh crazy which Asians did well but I was like if they had someone to connect them like Michelle Yeoh probably could have had an Oscar nomination back in 2019 like they needed a connector and that connector was Jamie Lee Curtis I got so I predicted her to win SAG but I still had her at five my Oscar or four (laughs) I always had Hong Chao at five like sorry I love you but it Ah, I get it um but so i always had jamie curtis at four and then i predicted her to win sag and did not move her up but her speech like my mom texted me about her speech like i feel like her speech was really it's like what i expected from jamie Lee curtis because she's great like like jillian all year was like we just need one speech from her and i'll be fine and i'm like okay but i feel like now i can get another speech from her i think oh, that her- oscar speech would be so good it would be so okay and like have her godson jake gyllenhaal presented her not that he goes to the oscars but you know he could he could take a break from like a pro cop pro republican film and show up (laughs) where he's not wanted um but i just think that like the narrative people were using for angela bassett because of the mishandling of her campaign never came to fruition and i never bought it for one second i never thought she was winning for this movie because the movie underperformed with the oscars and i just think that like it's like the not the weakest performance but it's like the shortest performance in the th- i mean i guess jamie lee curtis but jamie lee curtis pops up throughout the film whereas angela bassett like isn't in the back half of her film and i feel like if you're watching the films, I don't really trust Academy members, but you never know. If they're not, I don't know. I just feel like there's something about her not being in it. And like, I don't know. It just doesn't feel like the movie has the same amount of passion behind it as the first one to like pull off an acting win. Like it feels very different. It's wild to me. Yeah. I just think that, I don't know. It's weird that like there's a path where black panther doesn't win any oscars this year whereas like previously it won three like it just i don't know it it just it's not like the quality of the film is like honestly like a little not the directing or like the writing but like the quality of the crafts is kind of like more impressive in the sequel to me because like there's this second world that they have but i just feel like the movie isn't operating with the passion behind it is the same as the first one and if it couldn't pull off like an acting nomination then i don't think this one could pull off an acting win i would love angela bassett to win but i feel like if they're going for a career win in this category it's gonna be jamie lee curtis because she's in a best picture winner this year like it feels very different um but i do think i do think what if this is like the one category where we have a different winner in every single place and Stephanie Shu pulls it you off. You no because, complaints at me, that's for sure. Because she has been everywhere this last week and I am just like, that is interesting. I don't think she could, I don't think it's likely, but it would be really, it wouldn't shock me if like we were super blown away by a win and it was Stephanie Shu. But I do well, think look. as of right now, it's between Jamie Lee Curtis and Carrie Condon. Because this could be a continuation of the solo winner in this category. Because 
since 2014 that has been going on in supporting actress and I'm just gonna say she has the laura dern effect for jamie lee curtis but better it's just like banshees just feels like it's like dissipated like it's like non-existent and that is what is so hard to think like you're gonna give it a supporting actress win but that could be like its consolation prize like i don't know i just i i'm really torn between curtis and condon but it could be any of them except hung chow i'm so sorry i have a mm-hmm. piece dropping on the site later this week about this but i i really think that like it's between curtis and condon if you like really look at it but it could literally be like anybody but chow I feel like you should still keep Bassett. I'm still like, holding like, on. Yeah. I, like, I, I, I kind of have Wait, this thought. Who has, today. who has Bassett predicted to win? Me. I, I have Condon. I but, do. like, I did kind of have, like, this thing on the table where I'm like, what if, like, we're overthinking this? What if it is just Angela Bassett? Like, you know what I mean? Like, really? what if it just happens? Well, now they're doing what they did with, like, Holly Berry's campaign. They're starting to do this Oscar. If you do not have this Oscars book, get it. Like, there is reading about holly's camp holly's campaign and like now they're starting to use the same things that they did for that for angela but i feel like it's one it's too late and two it's like not the same effect and like not the same power that like that would have worked in like 2002 like it's not gonna work in 2023 yeah uh i don't know i still have angela I'm still holding on to Angela. Mm-hmm. And... I have Angela too. I don't. I don't think. I. Th- I don't think Jamie Lee Curtis is going to win. The thing is, is like I, I get the argument for Jamie Lee, and I think I'm looking at my list and I'm like, I don't know if this is right. I don't know if this is right. Watch me eat my words a week from today, right? Like I'm always. I'm not so prideful that I can't acknowledge that. Like. I could be eating my words, but my thought process for Angela, right, is, like, it's going to, like, like everyone was saying, there's a case to be made for, like, a legacy win here, right, with either Jamie or Angela. Where I ultimately put it with Angela, though, is because I think that Kei Kwan is shoo-in, right, but... And I also, I know we're not at this category yet, I personally think Michelle Yeoh is going to pull it off for actress. And so I just don't think they're going to give three-fourths of their acting wins to one film. Unless, of course, Everything Everywhere completely sweeps, which it actually very well could. So again, could be eating my words. But I think that's the thing, is they're going to give the legacy win to Angela and then give Kihi Kwan and Michelle Yeoh the wins for acting. Now, again, next week when Jamie Lee Curtis gets up there and's like, I'm a nepo, baby, deal with it, then then I'll say, sorry, I was wrong. But that's just where I'm at right now. When is the last time someone won without any, like, other than Regina King. But Regina King had nominations. Mm-hmm. Well, so does well, so does she Angela. Wasn't nominated. Like yeah. Angela's been nominated before and she should have won. All they had to I mean, do. I'm gonna go back in time 30 years. I've learned to time travel. 
go back 30 years and I'm going to find whoever didn't vote for Angela Bassett for lo- what's love got to do with it and punch them in the face. And then I'd sit here and well, then like, we yeah. wouldn't be in this situation. Yeah, exactly. So, and then Jamie Lee Curtis would be winning the Oscar. Nepo baby. It's I don't know, every time she says Nepo baby like that, I just want to like, I just want to see someone have the same like level of enthusiasm for like their movie and their nominations that Jamie Lee Curtis has. And I have not seen that with like anyone else. Just tell me, or I guess key, but I'm like, just tell me you're excited. Like, I need to feel it. Stephanie Sue, you've got a week. I want you to be posting every day that you were the most excited person in the entire world. You need to go on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills and then, yep, how she wins. I, I just don't get Like, I think this is one of the few categories where I could go one of three ways. I could go one of four ways. One of four, because I do think that, like, there is a chance that stephanie like comes out of nowhere it will be if everything everyone's like really does well then i think yeah that could happen but i just i don't know i mean i I think people put her on the same pathway as ariana but i feel like ariana had a different like but stephanie has a background team at this point yeah, what? it's like they're both like theater kids and like they yeah. were Broadway and stuff. And so people were like relating them as the same pathway as like this newcomer who's like able to like dominate. But like, I don't know if it's, I can see it being the same, but I feel like that wouldn't happen like twice in a row. And I think like the supporting category last year wasn't like as strong as it could have been. Like this year's, it, this year's is weird because I think we were all having such a tough time, like who's going to be in those five slots. But, like, this category still does not feel as, like, that strong in terms of, like, it's, it could, they could go any way, but it's, like, also, like, not, I don't know. There's, like, something, like, a wow factor that's missing. Wait, so who has Angela Bassett, Jacob, and Lex? And I'm close to just going back to Bassett, but no. I, I don't know. I genuinely don't know. I um, this is the one category. They all feel wrong. Fuck, I don't know. I it's crazy to me that pre-sag it was like Bassett in a runaway, and which I still don't understand. What am I missing about Bassett? If somebody bet, if somebody bet like a thousand dollars on um uh Jamie Lee Curtis, like right before SAG, they would have won like fourteen grand because she was so like so back in the pack it's not even funny but personally i just um (laughs) sorry (laughs) (laughs) um that said um i really just not sure what to think of this category and i really will probably go like eeny meeny miny mo when it comes down to picking I just uh, don't want. I'm sorry. I just don't want Jamie Lee Curtis to win. I don't. I'm sorry. Okay. I don't. But my thing is, the p- performance is objectively either, bad. It's objectively bad. The worst performance. Not bad. In... Just like not deserving of like awards attention. No, it is bad. Anyone but... could have done <laughs> yeah. it. I. My thing is that like I just love her, and I feel like a lot of people think like that. Like it has yeah. nothing to do with the performance, and then on top yeah. of it, like. This movie is overperforming, but now I can't stop thinking, like Lex was saying, like, am I really giving it three out of four, like, acting wins? Like, that's insane. For for history, um, for history, people, the last time that happened was in 1976, that a movie's won three, 
and it's only happened twice ever. Nineteen seventy. So, uh, can you name the name? Like, can you name, what, what movie? It was, was Network. Network. Peter Finch, Faye um, Dunaway. It's just like Beatrice all of these Strait. like movies that it's like that's happened before. Like, I just can't see it with like no offense to this movie, but it's like I'm like it's not that like that. See, this is like everything everywhere is no like I understand that Titanic didn't isn't known for its acting awards, but like. It's no Titanic in the sense of, like, how many nominations, well, of, like, not necessarily nominations, but, like, cultural movement, right? Like, a movie that's going to win three out of four acting is going to be something that has, like, a bigger pop cultural impact. But... Well, in the future. I feel like it will, but I don't think it's, like, the strongest in the category. It's not the... And yeah. whereas like Titanic, you could argue it's like so strong in so many places. Where this one, it's like I don't feel that. I mean, I could see it being rewarded because of the amount of work it took and the limited amount of people they had working on it. But it's and not the originality like, and the originality. And it's like not. And it's like I don't think we're basing off of like who is like the most perfect because like if that was happening, like Empire of Light for having no flaws and like production <laughs> design, like it would be here. But it's just like I can't. I think because of past examples we have where films have sweeped, I can't see this, like, I don't think it's bad, but it's just, like, it's hard for me to, like, comprehend putting that in the same level as, like, such iconic films, and I don't think that's anything on the part of, like, people that made it. It's just, like, I don't think it's necessarily, like, the strongest, but I don't think that's what people are judging it based off of. I think it's about, like, the passion that was put to make it what it is. No, I will say to one ace. The thing is, though, just quick side note. I say all this, and I know we're not talking about lead actress yet. If Blanchett wins lead actress, well, then, then fine. But like, even you give both supporting to everything. Like, I don't. Wouldn't it yeah. be so weird if it won both supporting? It and both not support. lead I just actress? don't see that happening. Like, I just don't. So I mean, maybe I'm barking up the wrong tree, like and I should holding. put Carrie Condon. That's what in my I was face. thinking too. <laughs> you what? Um, it looks, it like looks he cute. Holding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just saw that. No. <laughs> Wait. Okay. So who has Angela Bassett? Me. Me. To the day. I don't know what I have. I'm just. I'm okay. I'm just Ricky like, is out. Face. Ricky's I'm out. out. Like, I want. Pass. I want to like say to, about to Kenzie though. I'm she tapped. is right. What it was like. I feel like I'll up until it. the Oscars, everyone was so mad that Jamie was going to get the nomination over Stephanie, and now that Stephanie got in, everyone's just like, oh, That's let's enough. give it. Yeah, they were like, Jamie, Jamie's fine now that Stephanie's But what in. if some people, like, the people mm-hmm. that rallied behind Stephanie, what if they rallied behind her Yeah, with voting, too? Because yeah. my thing is, my Oscar clip, not to plug Zoe Rose Bryan's piece, but if you haven't read it, uh, read it on our site now. But I feel like one of the potential Oscar clips for Michelle Yeoh is the scene with Stephanie. And, like... How do you watch that scene and not think mm-hmm. that like her Stephanie's performance going toe to toe with Michelle Yeoh is just Stephanie's performance is my favorite of the whole film. It's my too. favorite it's of the best. whole movie. Yeah, like it's the best of the film. Okay, so like well, Jamie's kind of we... one note the entire movie, and it's like a monotone too. It's a bad note. It's a bad. I don't even remember like 
her scenes in the movie. I, I remember how she is outside. I see a story. It needs to I be the vaping only scene. Remember her like sitting behind that desk, like flipping through their tax papers. Well, okay, you know how they, they give awards even... for like campaigns? I feel like they just need to give her an award for that. <laughs> for waking show? up and saying, they, I want wait, a nomination. What scene do they show for Jamie Lee? Because they'd have to bleep out the I'm... butt plugs in the background if it's the scene where she's like, I see a story. Because you can very clearly see butt plugs that whole scene. <laughs> I think it's the vaping the scene at the end. When they're sitting on the bench and she teach her, teaches her how to vape. Can they show vapes on TV? I think so. They just, like, smoking? Well, I think can. so. Yeah. Well, I don't know. It's prime time. On cable. On cable. Man, man, you just reminded me. I've got to go f- sign up for another fake account just so I can watch the Oscars. Don't promote that on our show. Oh, sorry. I mean... <laughs> um, he means lawfully renew his subscription <laughs> to YouTube TV. You can't do YouTube TV I'm once, once they bill it to your... They associate it with your credit card. So that's uh, not a free trial. I uh, plead the fifth, so... Also, um, Paramount Plus double charged me for re-logging in because I want to watch the Grammys and they will not give me my money back even though I don't <laughs> Paramount Plus. So I wow. highly recommend... Paramount Plus um, has you ads can watch Babylon. free. Yes, but I get it for Stop I get it that. for iCarly. They, thank you. I bought Paramount Plus for iCarly. How did iCarly show up here? I know how. I can't uh, everything, everywhere, yet. just one ace. Well, what, one drama. Uh, they only do Top, Top Gun Maverick. Guess it's winning best picture Top again. Top Gun Maverick can still win. Um, Top Gun Maverick is winning best picture. Is Top Gun Maverick the new um, promising young woman? Very much. That, so <laughs> that feels so wrong to say. That feels so wrong to say. Tom Cruise going to go to the Oscars in a plane, and they're gonna they're gonna give him a five minute <laughs> standing ovation. To avoid the red carpet somehow. Um. Yeah, okay. Plus for iCarly when it comes out. Raise your hand. iCarly. This is not fun but... to listen to. Raise your hand and say I if you have Angela Bassett. I again. Wait, Adriana. What? Yes. Said, again. This is the third time we've done this. I know because no one. Okay, who has Carrie Condon? I. Just me. I think I have Carrie okay. Condon. I feel like I'm overthinking it, and it's Carrie Condon. Dude, just but, very like. Problem. No, just I'm, going like, with the, yeah. I'm going with the logic I had when M- Michelle Williams first left this category. I just said, all of them feel wrong. Carrie Condon feels the least wrong. Bassett, Jamie, and Condon all do not feel right to me. So I'm just going to say Condon feels the least wrong. So I'm going with her. I just feel like if you're going to reward anyone for Banshees and acting, it has to be Barry. And I, but like, he's not going to win. And I think Carrie, like the things they're pushing for her are like so reliant on Barry that it's like feels like a paired a joint mm-hmm. like so the question is yeah it, if Carrie like I mean obviously like original screenplay is obviously still kind of a toss-up per se in some aspects of things I just feel like what I don't I don't know I'm just I'm gonna vote for I don't know I just I don't, don't really like know this category anymore I vote for someone who should have been nominated is Nina Ha, so that's just beside the point. It's Sorry, just like for like this, it's like there's all there were so many like contenders to get into supporting actress, and then it's like 
they do this every year and then you get like the final and you're like i don't feel anything about any i other- like angela bassett great person the performance is mediocre i'm sorry jamie lee curtis shouldn't be nominated hung chow shouldn't be nominated like this not like there's so many great performances and supporting and we're just stuck stephanie should win sorry Nina Haas would have been a great nomination Carrie Condon's so fine too, but we way. don't have wait. We can't so talk Ricky, about this category anymore. I know. Ricky, I, you're what? going with uh, uh I'm gonna go with um today I'm gonna go with Angela Bassett. Damn. Uh Jillian, Carrie Condon. Um <laughs> <laughs> um <Athos> okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go with Jamie Lee Curtis, but I might flip to Carrie Condon. Okay, I am gonna go with Jamie Lee Condon. Uh, at so... least give me like a fun moment. Like, I'm gonna go Jamie Angelina Condon. This is the one point where we can have a fun time at the Oscars. So I'm gonna go for chaos with Jamie Lee Curtis. I just don't. I, I can't give it three Oscar like acting. Maybe Michelle like... Williams is going to go supporting. <laughs> Maybe there's enough write-ins. <laughs> Maybe Andrew you're Maybe right. Maybe Tom Cruise can win. Yeah. <laughs> Tom Maybe Cruise Top can Gun's win supporting actress. I think Top Gun's going to win supporting actress. It did win Ace <laughs> after all. So <laughs> <laughs> We're just keeping the people that think Top Gun's going to win Best Picture carrying it along through the episode. You know what I mean? Stay tuned for how it will One win. of us will. One of us will nominate it or pick it to win Best Picture at the end of the we'll show. Just stay tuned. Final award. What could it be? Um... Okay, enough of this category. Something easy. Lead actor. <laughs> we have... Yeah, something easy. We have Paul Mescal, um, After Sun, Bill Hugh Nye, Jackman. Living, <laughs> Colin Farrell, The Banshees of Inisherin, Austin Butler, Elvis, and Hugh Jack. I mean, Brendan Fraser. <laughs> oh, <the whale>. fucking dare <laughs> 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 Just thinking you're paying attention. Uh, oh, I was. My God. Adriano, who who do you have? This uh, is a very t- tricky one. I mean, it's it's a coin toss, like really. Like there is very solid cases for both of them. Um, in my opinion, I think that Butler is the smarter option, but I'm just gonna go down with the ship and <laughs> just go with my king, Brent Fraser. I mean, I don't think it's a. I don't think it's like I know I'm my my like final reasoning is like kind of just me being a bitch but like uh i you know i do think there's i don't think it's a hope diction by any by any means but i i do i you know go with austin butler if you want to like go fully on logic um uh you know fraser has a good chance but um i'm going with him but it's it's gonna be a tough one i'm it's gonna be me crossing my fingers and like you know shivering the entire night uh, does anybody else have Brendan Fraser? You know they don't. <laughs> He's my two, and I'm... Now that we're at actor, we can get into it about the uh, makeup thing. Um, if I, don't I were think, more I don't confident think on the whale winning makeup, I would think it, but... I don't I don't think they're, like, like, one or the other. I can see Elvis winning makeup and Brendan winning actor and vice versa. See, I just don't see Brendan being, like, this sole winner from a non best picture movie. i mean it's i think it's entirely possible with like that level of like 
Yeah. You know, groundswell. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he has, like, Brendan has a life outside of the whale. Like, that's been my thing the entire mm-hmm. time. So with Butler, with Elvis, like, there's a life outside of it that they have. I have Austin Butler, but I do think it's very, very, very close. Um, mm-hmm. I have a piece dropping on the lead actor race tomorrow. Um, it's, it's very weird, like, the split. Um, between lead actor, like when it splits between SAG and um, BAFTA. Um, so of the last six times that they split for lead actor, three times the, the Oscar went to the SAG winner, Sean Penn and Milk, Jeff Bridges and Crazy Heart, Matthew McConaughey and Dallas Buyers Club. Twice the Oscar went to the BAFTA winner, Casey Affleck and Manchester by the Sea and Anthony Hopkins and The Father. And once the Oscar went to neither, which I don't think matters here. I don't think that's um, yeah, that's irrelevant. <laughs> the most recent splits, it went to the BAFTA winner. And both of those were movies that had a Best Picture nomination. The only time any of these splits went to someone without a Best Picture nomination is Jeff Bridges. So, well, like, it's a lost BAFTA, might I add. No, that's what I'm saying. So, okay. like, when it went to the SAG winner... It was Jeff Bridges, but he's the only one of these who won without a Best Picture nomination. Oh, you know, I'm I'm aware of the I'm aware of the and like I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna like point at someone. But my thing is, what are you doing? That it does have support because it was able to pull off a PGA nomination, but like that support just like melted away, I guess, because Mm -hmm. like where was it an adapted screenplay? It did did just recently cross thirty million dollars. So like maybe that's like a little boost there, but I mean it is favorite to win. It is yeah that's the that's the other thing I wanted to mention. He's he's a he's a he is a sexy favorite. Like it's a minus one seventy five. It's not a it's not a simple favorite. Like it's he's pretty like the swing from SAG was massive. Like it was a massive for the first time all season like literally Brendan Fraser has been favorite from the get-go. Like he really has been like whenever the odds came out, it's been Fraser, 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 Fraser. Finally, like after BAFTA, Austin Butler kind of overcame and was like the favorite. And now Brendan Fraser is back after the SAG win, which was interesting because everybody like, I mean, I thought he would probably win SAG anyway, but it's, it sounds like, I mean, obviously, if you look at it on the forefront, it's very much Butler, Butler, Butler to a lot of people. But, like, Vegas is betting very heavily on on Frazier. Like, they really are. That that was the other thing I wanted to bring up. Like, <laughs> I'm talking a lot more about Frazier. You think you can see why. Um, but I uh, that's, like, kind of thing I want to bring up about Frazier. Like, that's, like, the only contender I can see. But, like, even people on the outside looking in are, like, going, oh, but he's going to win, right? Like, you know what I mean? Like, people know about this thing for Fraser. You know what I mean? Like, and I, you know, take that with a grain of salt, obviously. That can come with its own disadvantage. For sure. Like I, my said my, thing is... like I said in my piece, like, there could be people going, oh, Fraser's going to win. I'm going to go for Butler. Like, that's entirely possible. But, you know, like, so yeah. I don't think there's an easy answer here, just in my opinion. You know what I mean? I think, you know, there's more, law, like, science to back up Butler. But, you know, it's it's a coin flip. Well, okay. Yeah. And the other thing is, because I think whoever you have for uh, lead actress, it still fits. Like, are we going to go all for our fictional characters? It happened in 2016. 
I mean, I, 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 I also pointed this out because I know that you saw the same tweet as me. Um, if it's going to happen again, it would be when uh, only two biopic nominations um, uh, performances were nominated. Yeah, uh, this and... What about um, fictional and non-fictional characters? Oh, you're talking about, like, Michelle Williams? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that counts. <laughs> um, oh, Lydia Tarr is real, though. No, yeah, She's a real I person. Is, but that. Is, what is the name of the mom in The Fablemans? Mitzi. Uh, Mitzi. Where does they draw the line on Steven Spielberg's fate? I mean, uh, there's no, there was no human being named Mitzi Fableman. <laughs> <laughs> well, you don't know that there could be one in oh, existence. I, I don't one think is... that. I don't think that was the character that that Spielberg wrote. Uh, okay, so we're everyone is Austin except Adriana. It me. In my universe, I would love a Bill win because I don't think he's ever going to be nominated again, but that's not going to happen, but I think this would be a fun win. I think if I'm going to give it to someone in a biopic and end it here for biopic winners, I'm going to end on a high note with Austin Butler and call it a day with biopic. Now I feel like that's too, like, I need more people to say it's Brendan Fraser. And then Austin over. What about that guy that sat behind us last night? <laughs> oh Look, my God. There's money to be made. There's money to be made on Austin Butler winning. That, I honestly, mean, there honestly, has been. I'm not a betting guy, Ricky. I would take that bet. Like, honestly, yeah, it's like that's a good bet to, to, to take. He was well, plus according... 300 like three weeks ago, which is insane. According to people, they said that um, somebody said that told me that they're done with biopics. And I was like, but didn't Will Smith? And Jessica Chastain win last year for playing real. Well, people. But that's not that's not why Will won. You know what I mean? Like, I mean they played real people. Yeah, I, I know, but like that's not why they won. Well, it may be Chastain, but not Will. I don't know. I I Adriana, you can close your ears to this one, but preferably if you want to. But oh, I'm Brennan Fraser, <laughs> Brennan Fraser, Brennan Fraser win winning would literally be one of the worst wins in the last like decade for for any acting performance outside of Rami Malek um the movie is I'm yeah, sorry <laughs> I'm sorry but it's objectively bad performance and it really infuriates like I literally just I can't I'm sorry I I'm struggling to look at Adrian all night because of how objectively bad that picture is <laughs> but like it looks like he's staring into my soul about to eat me but um but yeah, I'm just rooting for Austin Butler. And I like I said, I'm going to predict one for 23 in my categories. And this is the only one that matters to me. I think like for Brendan, like I feel like this is a good step. I feel like the, the narratives for him and Austin should be flipped. Like Austin, I don't think this would like limit his career. Like I don't know what Brendan Fraser has lined up post this. But I feel like this nomination for him like should be seen more as like he's back. Like one, let's establish that. And two, I feel like there's just so much better for him that like i feel like this is a stepping stone for him to like literally be his character in the whale and like be risen up to greatness like you know like i don't know how i feel about this as a win for him especially of his narrative of like he's back like we're opening like i don't want it to be like we did it we welcomed him back like he's in the circle again and then like we just forget about him like i want him to be like continuing like where he left off with better roles i 
I just needed to be Austin, guys. Or or just like, what if Colin Farrell went? Everyone is like, I did not realize there were so many Colin Farrell fans. Like, did or- they see phone booths if- in theaters? Did they? If yes. Colin they- wins, I, I love phone booths. I hands love and phone booths. Sorry. <laughs> Colin Farrell literally did the thing. Like if he <laughs> clapping me you know hands, why? tapping my feet, bopping in my seat. You know why he lost the BAFTA? Because he supported Blonde. Literally. <laughs> he ruined his he I said this, he ruined his thing the night he said that. They said I'm we just saying, say what you want about Fraser. He's praised Blonde zero times. Yeah, but like he's also to my knowledge. Okay, well, I don't think Austin Butler phrased uh, blonde. So, what did Austin? But- what has Austin Butler praised? Get it on someone fact check. Can you imagine if Austin Janelle Butler and his Elvis voice was like, "Man, I tell you, I really like that film." Blonde. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it's playing Marilyn Monroe. Uh, Real transformed, and I really appreciate that. <laughs> Adriana's favorite performer of last year, Eddie Redmayne, did praise Blonde repeatedly. No. That's it. That's his fault. That's his fault that he missed. Um, okay, so moving on to lead actress. Speaking of Blonde, unfortunately, I cannot believe this happened. Um, we have Michelle Williams in The Fablemans, real person. Ana de Armas in Blonde, real person. Andrea Riceboro in Two Leslie. Real person. It's, real person. She's based on a true story. Is real it? person. It seems like one of those. There's like it just seems it's based like based on a true story. It's a true story. Based on a true story. Is it actually? Yeah. It is. A, I think so. Oh, Michelle, I didn't based on a true story. Michelle Yeoh, everything, everywhere, all at once, and Kate Blanchett, Tar. Um, Jacob, who do you have? I still have Kate. Um, I I get that the passion for Michelle Yeoh is there, um, but I still think that Kate is ultimately going to win. She has been winning basically everywhere, and Tar has been very smart about their campaign with their recent um, Twitter post of all of le- like these legendary directors calling Kate like the greatest performance they've ever seen. Um, I just think that there's passion for, and I get that there's passion for Michelle Yeoh as well. Um, but I just think that Kate, uh, I think Kate's was too far ahead to be caught now. Does anybody else have Kate Blanchett? I do. do so not. Ricky and Jillian, and then Adriano, do you have Michelle Yeoh? I have Anna Darno. Uh, I have. Um, <laughs> she, like, yeah, I would. I would. Anna, uh, girl, you were great in blonde. <laughs> nice lie. Um, I have. Um, yeah, no, I do have Michelle Yeoh. I've had her for a couple months now. I was ready to like concede, but SAG was like, "Ha, psych." Um, but you know, I mean, obviously, Kate Blanche could take it. That's not something I'm disregarding at all. But um, I feel like Michelle Yeoh is peaking at like the perfect time, not only after that sag win, but like just also like just how everything ever wants is just skyrocketing. You know, I don't think it's far fetched to say if it's gonna like do as well as some of us think it is. I don't see why the face of the movie can't win. Um, you know, it's you know, it, it's even the small things like those billboards that A twenty four is putting out going like everything has led to this or like um Jamie Lee Curtis taking time out of her speech to like chant Michelle Yeoh's name. Like, it, it feels like a lot of things are coming together for a Michelle Yeoh victory, but 
like actor, it's a coin flip. Although I feel a little bit more confident here. Lux, do you also have Michelle Yeoh? Yes. Um, you're muted. Oh, I'm an idiot. <laughs> um, sorry, I'm giggling at the picture you sent of Mad Men stills as um, Best Picture nominations in the Triangle of Sadness one's just really getting me. Um, <laughs> just it's funnier every time I look at it. Um, yeah, no, I have Michelle Yeoh. Um, I do think it's gonna, like, I think from pretty much the beginning, it's since as soon as we started doing these um, predictions, it's been kind of like Kate and Kate and um, Michelle going like flip-flop of who wins. I ultimately, I don't know, SAG just kind of solidified it for me in my unprofessional opinion. Um, but I really think that ultimately Michelle's going to get it. Um, and in some ways, if we want to talk a legacy performance, we don't want to talk about how long Michelle's been in the um, game, but she should have gotten a nomination for Crouching uh, Hidden Tiger. Mm, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. I can't speak. Um, and so, yeah, I I think it's ultimately going to go to her. But it could go to Kate. Uh, or it could go to Michelle Williams, you know? Like, that fire dance was moving. Moving. I wept. <sighs> Okay, I currently have Caitlyn Chet, but I don't feel great about it. But my thing is, I three acting Oscars. But then, how do you give it to supporting and not the lead of the movie? This is what I'm saying. Well, this you, is what I'm like. Saying. People don't vote like that. Is the mm-hmm. other thing though? They're not like oh. Well, to like, that, I would say Jamie Lee Curtis winning would I all due respect. I think she's good in the movie, not award good, but like think she's good. Uh, I feel like that victory would be less of a let's vote for Jamie Lee Curtis, more of a we love everything ever all once thing. Like if she won, that's why, in my opinion. So that that's why I'm not like I don't think it's gonna win three acting off either, but like I think that hurts Jamie before it hurts Michelle. Uh, I don't trust them. Yeah, like, even with, like, Michelle winning SAG, like, I felt that was gonna happen, so I don't really, like, I wasn't seeing that as a negative for Kate. I think Kate just has more on her shoulders to have to, like, promote the movie herself versus, like, everything ever all at once has, like, the entire ensemble to, like, engage with people. Mm-hmm. And... Even, like, I think Kate is pushing, like, Todd more so than herself. But, like, Focus Features is definitely pushing Kate above anything that is nominated. Because that seems where it's, like, the best chance to award Tar somewhere. Because, like, I just can't see this movie not walking away with something. So I don't know where it would be awarded. I don't know if it's here. I I have a weird pitch. I, I I should have brought it up earlier. What if it like weirdly won cinematography? Well, I, I, all, I don't know. All quiet is like third. hammering on top of everyone for, in any okay, of the stories it's in. So I don't know. I have been wondering what if All Quiet only wins international feature. 
were international feature and score and that's it and then i mean i won't rule it out because like i feel like people are predicting it to win everywhere because of its overperformance and i don't think like power of the dog just only one director and it overperformed like yeah it is possible and like i don't know i if it won wouldn't it be cool if it won film editing because um cinematography i do think it's third in cinematography because it has the nominations outside of um the oscars and the i just feel like they've been so bad at pushing anything that's not kate yeah that's the problem i think they should have been focusing on it as a whole and like trying to enlist i mean she is carrying the whole movie so it's like she is in the position to like have to be out there to push it but i just wish they like in a way like redid the campaign and were more smart and strategic about kind of because it's a movie that you kind of have to like not explain to people in a condescending way but like i think it's like if the cinematographers talk to the cinematographers and the like if they're like in the room with like people that understand the craft and are able to like explain or like focus on those things i think it's something more like those people would like appreciate within their own guilds and i feel like they should have attacked like the guilds individually with the people but i don't even think they themselves were like expecting these nominations so i feel like it came as a shock to them but it's just been a really like weird campaign and I don't know like I think this is one of I think either Michelle or Kate first of all like two of the best nominations in the history of this category and I think whoever wins would be probably in top five of all time performances which makes it so hard on who can like nab it and I think Michelle has a lot more going for her and it literally has been campaigning since like March of last year. But like, I don't know. I just can't see Tari leaving with nothing. And I think, I think for a movie, especially like this, that is so built around the character of Lydia Tar, it's like Kate Blanchett winning is a win for the movie. Like that's like a win for what like the movie is saying Todd Field, like, everything like that um yeah i just my thing is i i understand the sag win but ever since sag has grown so much it was one of those things where i just kind of predicted that michelle yo was going to happen with the overperformance of everything everywhere all at once um whereas like kate has been winning basically everywhere everywhere else and so at this point i just can't go away from her yeah, um, and also, like, I think with Best Actress, there is not much of a, like, we don't really see the lineup of picture and actress corresponding, correlating together since um, 2021 with Nomadland, and then before that, Million Dollar Baby, which I keep... I mean, how often, like, getting... I mean, not to break up a stat statistic, but, like, how often do, like, Best Picture winners have, like, female leads? I will yeah, look. yeah, which is exactly, and it's Women's History Month, so we, there you go. No, but it's like I also think with like Best Picture, like I don't know how to explain this, but it's like I feel like it's very rare for like the acting of a Best Picture movie to be like what people focus on. I feel like 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 Titanic, Lord of the Rings, like they have good like 
performances but like it's not like people are talking about the performance where it's like this one like we are talking about the performances but I don't know like where I like I think it's like where does the success of the film stem from is it the Daniels or is it like the people they cast it in these roles is it all of it together like I'm still trying to figure out like what that would mean for the movie because I think it's just a very different definition of what we think has of past best pictures and current best pictures because a lot of times we don't really think about the acting like now people are realizing Titanic actually had a good acting and they're like wow we overlooked this Um, I I don't know I like I feel like it's Kate Blanchett still but I can't deny that like not deny because I like it's either one of them like it's so close I don't know what to do about it but because like Michelle Yeoh is the face of this movie like it does not work without Michelle Yeoh and everyone has been very like that was involved in the making of the film has been very like reiterating that point and like the heart of the film is her because I know everyone thinks it's Kate Kwan but like if you are in a relationship where you feel like you're like bearing the weight of it that like you really see every layer that Michelle Yeoh is operating on and I feel like that is what makes people who even are like lower on the film like I'm a little lower on the film than a lot of people but like what makes that movie work for me is like I feel the way that she feels in a lot of my relationships and I feel like like she does not come across like that in real life so it's very like wow this performance has so many layers to it The thing with Kate is that the movie, like, is Kate Blanchett, and it's, like, been marketed for months on end as the Kate Blanchett show, but I don't know. It's either, I don't know. Right now, I'm going to say Kate. When we put these in writing, I'm probably going to say Michelle. Can I also I also think it's fascinating with both of these movies where the initial, like, idea around them like seems it could have been predominantly male like Kate's role like we if someone else made that movie it would have probably been well if he said that originally he wanted to write it about a man yeah and, and I he... think same thing with everything ever all at once like with Jackie Chan and then they flipped it um even though Michelle was supposed to it was the story is it's Michelle and Jackie and then they flipped it to be around her character and it's like I think they still would have worked with like male characters but I don't think it would have been as invested or work without like having Kate and Michelle built around those characters um and I think with everything I think also with everything ever all at once it's more uh I think audiences are able to relate more to Michelle's character and the movie at whole at whole because there is an emotional level where like Tar like if someone's relating to Lydia I'd kind of be like okay that's fat like there's not like there's like that emotional cord missing but like you're not there's not supposed to be an, an emotional cord where I think that it's also where Michelle has an upper hand of like people being able to understand her scenario where it's like we can't really like empathize with Lydia Tar, and we're not supposed to but it's it's more of like an agility of a movie to watch um so just by quick look through the best actress since 1990 the best actress winner and the best picture winner is correlated four times with nomadland um million dollar baby shakespeare in love and 
Silence of the Lambs. And only two times has a Best Picture had a Best Actress nominee, which was American Beauty and Titanic. So those are those are like your historical odds right there. Well, also Shape of Water, right? Uh, oh yeah, Shape of Water. I forgot. Yeah, I forgot that that one won. Well, I don't know. I, I I wouldn't I wouldn't use winning Best Picture as a mark against Geo. You know what I mean? Like I don't really see how that's yeah. no mark against her. It's like I think in this situation, it's like a mark for her because, mm-hmm. like, I don't think that a woman of color has really been in contention to win in so long. And part of that is because stories about women of color and just women in general are never really in that position to win. Mm-hmm. But, like, I don't think that her campaign would be like, it wouldn't have had to be as aggressive until because like she already was facing such a bigger battle than Kate Blanchett because she's a woman of color. And I think that like she needed it to be a best picture contender mm-hmm. to be like in yeah. the hunt as close as it is. And that's so sickening, but I think that's like the reality of it. Um, yeah. But I don't know. I think that I'm going to say one and then write the other because I want to cover up. I don't know. I could be. I just am wondering if a lot of like what we're seeing with the way they're like pushing Kate right now feels like a little too late. Whereas like what's going on with Michelle is like industry support, obviously not the independent spirit awards. They do not have an overlap. Please stop saying anything about that. The internet votes on the HCA awards. (laughs) Yeah. Like, but I don't know. I feel like you can't deny like the passion for everything everywhere. And like that is rooted in her performance. I don't know. I feel like it's Kate. I don't trust them. Okay. That's exactly. what I'm, I'm like this is the and like it's also like the academy i'm like whoa. i don't again i don't trust them to like amount like all of this like expectations at it that's same thing with like how will the movie overall perform like is it going to mirror what we've been seeing like i don't know because we know who these people are and what they've done in the past and it's like i don't want to see the setup to not perform as well as we thought it's also, yeah. it's the same thing that we've said about every other category where, like, voters vote how they feel, not for, like, you know, all, like, narratives. and Like, of course, it, it does sometimes, but, like, thinking back on, and I know this was, like, a far different thing, but thinking back on, like, Chadwick Boseman versus Anthony Hopkins, like, people thought that Anthony Hopkins' performance was just better, even mm-hmm. though Boseman had the passion and he had you know, the SAG win and the other wins But you didn't him. have the Best Picture nomination. That is true. That is true. Yeah. That's what makes this so wild. And I think that, like, this is, like, a Best Actress race for the history books mm-hmm. because, like, it is so close and that's so exciting. There's, like, and what makes it worse is that Kate and Michelle are so nice to each other. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't know how it's going to... I think... I. I want to hope Michelle wins and like, but then who wins? The, I don't know. Never mind. Adapted <laughs> screenplay. Ooh, we have women talking, all quiet on the Western front, living glass onion, a knives out mystery and top gun Maverick. Does everyone have top gun Maverick or yes. 
Well, I'm sticking up for me and my resident all quiet fighter, Nicole. I mean, I feel like now that women talking has won. Uh... Women talking. I'm still sticking with it. Women are I'm... talking. Wow. Why do you hate women, Jacob? Yeah. Like, I don't. I'm going to month. Maybe Mark I might think about it. He's clenching his fist real hard yeah. every day of March. I might you... think about it and rechange it whenever being... the writtens come out, but. You're being so um, aggressive, like in that triangle of sadness scene where he's pointing his hand at Abigail. That's you. I. <laughs> Yeah, I was like holding on to women talking, but the one-two punch of USC yeah. and women or and uh, WGA just feels hmm. it feels good. And if I have a lost question. Did up? the lost daughter did that one WGA last year? No, no. Okay, no, that was I remember, Okay, I remember. Oh yes, I remember one scripter, and then I was like, oh, I think it's gonna win, and so I'm like, is we're gonna well, see lost daughter well, here? But I'm like. No, the I- lost daughter should have won because what a beautiful adaptation and she never allows her work to be adapted so the, the um, tricky thing about this category is that all quiet and women talking have never gone up against each other like yeah, that's what makes it, it yeah but i feel like women talking just it's just like like i said before there's no incentive to give either like obviously obviously the academy is in no rush to give women talking an award but like they're gonna award all quiet elsewhere so you can't really go off of narrative here Mm-hmm. You really just kind of go like, all right, one of these is more of a you know a screenplay movie, and that's women talking. That, yeah, that taking out like, the books with them, we would have a better idea. I just like the best picture nomination when it got it. We were like, oh, it's winning screenplay. No when question. the whale missed picture and screenplay, I think all of us just went like, women talking. But then the all quiet resurgence started. But I just, I don't know. I still feel really confident about women talking. I don't feel confident. I still feel like women talking is happening. I just don't know how it goes. Like, I don't know. It just feels like such a good screenplay winner, especially Mm -hmm. like, and I'm so sorry, Jacob, but Coda is one of the worst adaptive screenplay winners of all time in the history of the category. And I need them to do something. Like, All Quiet would be a great win. It's a great adaptation. But my dad walked out of that and was like, why did they do this? And, like, with the Daniel Brühl edition. And I don't know. Maybe there are some older people that will feel the same way. Or maybe... Or I know a lot of people don't like the ending. Because it's different. I feel like it's not, like... It's not drastically different, but it's like it's there's something. Yeah, I just think that women talking is I don't know. It's a great adaptation and it's so strong on its own in addition to that that like I don't feel like you like because I know that not everyone in the Academy is like voting like on the scale of like is this a good adaptation? Is this 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 and this? But I feel like it stands on its own and it's a great adaptation. And the change of the narration is, like, a welcome change given the subject matter. So I feel like it's not, like, as jarring as, like, a major shift from its source material. I don't know. I'm going to go women talking. Who has All Quiet? Just Jacob and Nicole? See, here's the thing. I, I came into this not knowing what WJA was. And so I'm going to 
make my final decision, of course, whenever the um, whenever the written's come out. So I'm still going to go all quiet for now and think about it some more. Um, but yeah, I'm sticking with all quiet. But I do agree that women talking is probably the right pick. Lex, what do you have? I love all quiet and all. If that wins screenplay over women talking, like I'm throwing hands with the academy. I have women talking, um, and I think it winning WGA just now, like it's in the bag. That's the green light, you know. Like, yeah. yeah, like you can do it. Like, go ahead. I really hope so. I just it's so good, man. I'm Why couldn't they the academy if it turns out otherwise? But what if it is Top Gun? <laughs> I literally will never watch the Oscars ever again. I love again. Top Gun. I love Top Gun a lot. Get out of here with that nonsense. <laughs> I will Screenplay. never. W- I will resign. You didn't even need Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. Um, I will resign. Uh, I I I just pray to God it's women talking. Um, original screenplay. We have The Banshees of Anna Sharon, Everything Everywhere All at Once, Tar, The Fablemans, and Triangle of Sadness. Adriano, what do you have? I'm going with Everything Everywhere All at Once. I think Ooh. that that movie's going to just pull a sweep on us. You know, I definitely think Banshees is a very, very close number two. But everything everyone wants is about to win WGA. It hasn't yet officially at the time of recording this, but it's gonna, let's be honest with ourselves here. Um, you know, and it to me, like Banshees adds up, it does, but everything everyone wants, it, it, I can see more voters saying that's the show, your script, that's like has so much creativity and originality in it. Let's go for that one. You know what I mean? Especially considering you know, a lot of them are gonna vote for it for best picture. So that's my logic. Duke it out. <laughs> I have decided to go with one of my no guts, no glory picks in this category. And I am going Fableman's? to talk. Yes. I am going with Sammy Fableman's origin story. Um, before the Fableman's Too Fast, Too Furious comes out. No, um, that will win adapted in a few years. Fable Too Um I am going with Tar. I, I told you. I think that Banshee's can quite possibly go home empty-handed. It's not is- an original story. That's what I'm starting to realize. Like, it's an original story in the sense it is, but I'm like, we've seen this a lot and so many different iterations that it's like, it really has to be, like, Tar or everything ever all at once. Like, I don't think... I, I see Banshee's going with nothing. I just cannot get to the point where I think that everything everywhere is winning picture director original screenplay actress supporting actor editing like that I, is so many oscars and it's winning every single above the line except lead actor just because it doesn't have one i don't my, think it's we talked about this um kins and i yesterday like for me and especially after hearing the daniels again like talk directly about the movie which i hadn't up until like this week and it was like it's really nice when you hear it directly like i think it's like original screenplay in the sense it's like outlandish and when people think original Mm -hmm. screenplay they think like eternal sunshine or her or like all these ones weirdly about ai and technology but like i think that film is such 
a directing film about like having an idea and then they have to bring it up and I like off the page and I'm pretty sure like there was a lot of rewrites and changes and there's like nothing that's not a penalty against them but I think like Tar which I also imagine with like a lot of the other screenplay wins in this category it's like Todd really set the tone from that screenplay and like really went with it and it's such a fascinating story that I think will be discussed like post this year and like filmmakers can look and study that or screenwriters because it's just so beautifully like interweaving supernatural elements and this idea of power dynamics and just so much and like you're trying to piece together like what is happening but like you're not supposed to know nor like that's the point like there's so many layers to it that I think it'll be a great addition in these one-off screenplay winners of like the Junos the hers like it's just like if I was gonna award the film somewhere like I would award it here and I just like and giving to everything everywhere at once I would award it in directing because of what the Daniels did for the story and not necessarily like the story itself. I think like that story really took off or a name of its own, like not on the page, but like outside of it and like people kind of coming up with their own interpretations, which I feel like we're not part of the original, like this is what we're making. That makes sense. Yeah. And, and I just, I keep going back to the fact of like how original screenplay and director was a perfect five for five, like put together. And I just, for some reason, I just feel like they will want to spread the wealth. And that's why I felt like Todd Field had a good chance because I feel like they like Todd Field. He's been nominated, what, like six times now. Also, um, like, he could be like, what is it, Kenneth last year with Belfast, like a career, not that this, this is like a career win, but it's like, mm-hmm that type of support around a writer that has been nominated in the past. And then it's, it's the same with, you know, Mark McDonough, which everyone knows he won for the short, but like he's, he hasn't won for, you know, an above the line Oscar in his career. Um, And so, yeah, I just just, felt like Banshees has kind of like just faded and it doesn't feel like a number two. And even people I know who love everything everywhere feel like the screenplay is like the weaker part of it. Mm-hmm. And I think that like, I it's not winning picture director, screenplay, actor, supporting actor, film editing, possibly supporting actress. That, no. That's so many. I feel like- I don't gonna, know. I feel like we're gonna get one off in a, like in both the screenplay categories and I feel like it's tar. I just, there's such momentum for Tar, and I'm, like, more convinced that it's Michelle Yeoh and lead actress, and I feel like they recognize Todd Field somewhere, because they're gonna recognize the film, but now, what if it's, I don't know, I, like, I just think this is, like, my one, like, big swing that I am gonna go with. Lex, are you going Banshees? I'm going Banshees. And I think, I think this is going to be the only award Banshees wins the entire night. Because I think either Banshees wins original screenplay or it doesn't win anything. Not best editing? Again, when Brendan, uh, or I'm sorry, when Colin, well, no, when Brendan Gleeson was in the bar and then not in the bar. I was like, 
when he was like at the thing at the at his table and then he joined Colin Farrell outside great he was in that (laughs) confession booth and it kept switching between the priest and Brendan Gleeson I was like how did they do that how did they do that the magic of movies was it like two I, cameras? I don't... is that what Sammy I... Fableman watched and was inspired that was my become... Sammy Fableman moments <laughs> that was yeah no that was I was um Nicole Kidman in um the beginning of AMC um hang on breaking news the editing scene news. what's breaking news hey oh moon age daydream oh, yeah uh, the little the, the literal editing scene and of how editing works in the Fablemans was it like yeah. that? Uh, you know the scene when um God, I need to just let this bit go, but this is the last thing I'll say on this bit. You know the scene at the very beginning um when they watch God, I forget the name of the freaking movie every time. Um, the train crash movie, the classic train crash movie that greatest I greatest show on earth. Thank you, greatest show on earth. Uh, and Michelle uh, Williams does that like gasp, and then she turns to um, uh, oh, Seth Rogen no. and is like, oh. uh, "That was me watching the." Was Pinch he there? there? I don't think he was in that scene. Yeah, no, that's the two separate scenes. Oh, <laughs> well, whatever movie it was, they were watching. They were watching. Uh, saw, wow, the they were watching Sammy's short film. God, right? Can we not? Can we actually take away the Fableman's nominations and put Sammy's short film? And then I would. I remember that score. I would vote them everywhere. Um. Okay, so we have Jacob and Adriano doing everything everywhere here. Oh, I'm going Banshees. Oh, Banshees has. Two. I have everything everywhere at third. Third. Wow. I yeah. don't. I, I, gotta I have be Tar honest, second. I, I, I got to be honest. I don't buy Tar even a little bit. <laughs> it, it, you know, if it won WGA tonight, I'll I'll punch myself in the nose. But like, I'm not buying. So it. you have everything everywhere winning seven. Six. 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 No, I don't have Jamie. I don't, I don't buy Jamie. I just think, like, if Tar can pull a WGA tonight, I can see it pulling. I uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll shift. If that happens. But I also don't trust WGA because they gave yeah, that's WGA. the thing. So that's the thing. They gave I, it to Don't Look Up last year. It's like here's the thing: I, if, if Tar does pull it off, then I'll, I'll, you know, I'll get kick. I'll eat some crow, but you know, I can't help but notice a pattern with Guild and everything ever all once this year. Well, like, I, what I find so interesting, I mean, there's, like, a lot of cases where, like, it does transfer over of, like, winning Guild and winning that, and then there's cases where it doesn't, and it's, like, yeah, amount of emphasis this year on, like, oh, it did this, it did this, like, I don't think, I don't doubt it's going to do well at the Oscars, but it's, like, I've never seen people this heavily, like, automatic there. I I I think just because everything everywhere felt, like, such... Like, it had so much to overcome with, like, the narrative of, like, older people not liking it. So, like, the guild support really showed that that was, like, not in its way. Because, like, I feel like a lot of us, like, myself included, were, like, this came out in March. It's a genre film. It's, like, unknown directors to the awards conversation. And that, like, it really had to have that guild performance to become, like, this undeniable force that could therefore win five or six Oscars. Yeah, so I'm just interested if that transfers to them winning seven or more. I just don't. I can't give it screenplay in my mind. But like, if it wins, it makes sense. But it's like, I just 
I've been like thinking Banshees would win screenplay only since Colin lost BAFTA, but like I don't know. I just I've been Banshees thinking... feels that it's it's gone. Yeah, no, like I feel like it feels like mid BAFTA, it just started like after one screenplay, it's like, oh my god, this big high, and then it just since then, then also they're like trying to like be everything ever all at once now and the way they're like campaigning and making them all do interviews together which is like really awkward because i'm like these people are not friends like it's not the the film should just be everything everywhere all at once i think colin farrell (laughs) relives all the different universes and he has to try to get to the one where Brendan Gleeson forgives him. I just feel like this was not the vehicle that people thought it was for Colin Farrell and Martin McDonough. Because I think it was like the emphasis is more on them versus like the other people. I think it helps Barry's career like go up. I don't know what Carrie Condon is doing after this. Like Brendan Gleeson is fine. But I think it was like so much emphasis was put on like Colin and Martin. But like this is not the f- this is not a lead actor film or like what people were thinking it was and it kind of just I think people started to realize that and it kind of just lost like its momentum and I think Searchlight just also doesn't know what to do with it based off of like them it felt really organic but now they're like really pushing it to be everything ever all at once and it's just very weird like they don't need to be doing interviews together so um Best director feels like uh, we can move on. Visual effects, <laughs> where we don't. Amy Fableman, it. it's your year, baby. Amy Fableman. The uh, six men nominated for best director are Ruben Oslin for Triangle of Sadness, Steven Spielberg for The Fablemans, Martin McDonough for Banshees of Inisherin. Todd Field for Tar, and then the Daniels for Everything Everywhere All at Once, who will win Best Director, which is... Sammy It would be one of the biggest shocks if the Daniels didn't win. Yeah. Yeah, I can't imagine um, that not happening. What's the gap between, like, the, Dan- the amount of Dr. Wooden's Daniels one and like number two. Like, I know it's like it's like insanely large. Uh, um, it's 41 for the Daniels and then Todd Field at five. That is like, well, for like oh, critics, when in, in, right? total, in total, yeah, critics and then guilds as well. Guild, like every any director award, like major director award, yeah. It's um, I don't know. Five anything about betting odds but it's a negative 1800 for the daniels so bad i didn't i didn't take that bet a few months ago when i was warned to do it and then plus 850 for steven spielberg yeah which like where are you getting this information from clayton davis like he is not number two (laughs) you think he's number two we're thinking that it'll be well here's the thing genzi Whoever I put it to doesn't matter. Like you know I know, I mean? but like you really think he's number two? I mean, he you has... told me it didn't matter who was at number two for supporting actor, and then you know who won BAFTA? The guy I said was number two that you said didn't matter. You know, well that's irrelevant. <laughs> well, that's what you said then, and it was not irrelevant. I mean, it's still true now. Like. <laughs> 
I don't think Steven Spielberg's number two. I definitely I mean, think it's Todd Field, fine, and then it's like... Martin McDonough, and then it's Steven Spielberg. The Fablements is going home with zero options. Oh, totally. Well, well, oh, totally, but also so could Tara and Banshees, in fairness. Yeah, but, I... like, to say that it's he's more, de- It's two, more, like, definitely. Just because he's Steven yeah. Spielberg is not true. Like, well, I mean, he, he was not... <laughs> It's be- like, you know, yeah, I'm NBC, sorry, but everybody Universal else Awards? thought he, everybody else thought he yeah, all these people are like Netflix Oh, let me clear. I, I also I also Netflix was never in SAG, but none of the people who tweeted Netflix owns SAC ever said anything about Universal owning the network that the Globes are on. Yeah, or that, that Disney though? owns the network that ABC like the Oscars are on. No Banshees like, is winning. Like it's like ugh. But Steven Spielberg is not number two. I don't know what Vegas inside like they're clearly just like Scott Feinberg said, get out of here. They're like, oh, Steven Spielberg made a movie about his life. Number two. That always so, felt like wrong as a director winner. And you know, so I'm glad that was correct. So <laughs> best picture, I feel like is just Dunzo, which is sadness. It's your year, baby. <laughs> I hate can can jury president come collect your award. Um wow, Jacob's changing his predictions as we speak. Oh my god. No, I <laughs> just clicked on it. No, he just changed. Oh my god, I want everyone to hear this first that Jacob has changed it to all quiet on the Western Front winning best picture. <laughs> <laughs> Morbius. What do you mean, Morbius? Is this a write-in? Yeah. It could be. Um. So, do you want to talk about why you think Morbius is winning? Or I mean, does he even have to explain himself? <laughs> Matt Smith. I mean, Matt Smith. Enough. Said. When Matt Smith did his dance, and that's the only said... thing I've seen, and I'm like, why do I need to watch this movie? When Netflix decided to host the SAGs and put Morbius on Netflix, it just made sense. To be fair, you know what the number one thing on Netflix is? Is The Woman King. The Woman King. Um, so the nominees are Triangle of Sadness, Avatar, The Way of Water, Women Talking, The Fablemans, Tar, Popka Maverick, Elvis, The Banshees of Inishir, and All Quiet on the Western Front, and Everything Everywhere all at once, which I think we're all in agreement is winning it, it Best Picture. It feels like a one-horse race. Am I tripping? Like, it feels... Like, I, I feel, I guess I'll quite number two, but like, is that actually going to happen? I feel like I don't have an argument for like anything else I would reward here. Cause like, well, and like, All Quiet did not get PGA, DGA, SAG. I think that shows how far ahead Everything Everywhere is, is that a lot of people are saying All Quiet is number two and it didn't get anything. anything. Except it's one well shot at a guild win. It's one shot at a guild win. It lost twenty minutes ago. So, who? All quiet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all quiet. For it what lost did the it lose? Uh, the, the editing. Oh, I mean, I feel like editing down. wasn't what we were talking about. like. No, no, no. He, I know, but yeah. like, it's 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 one shot at a guild win. Yeah, but I feel like it wasn't like a strong suit of like where I would exactly it. like. Yeah, so, I, yeah, I, I think I think that just like, shows like how far ahead everything everywhere all at once is. Like if you were like, oh, point. Avatar lost visual effects to like everything ever all at once, I'd be like, oh, we have a problem. But like them losing editing, I don't think it's like that big of a deal. Well, I mean, it doesn't have the strength. Like it didn't get into film editing, mm-hmm. which is like, like it has so many dings against it. 
to even be considered number two like it's so everything everywhere is just like such a dominant force that it doesn't like its strongest competition isn't really competition yeah like it doesn't have an editing nomination it missed all those guilds like it doesn't have like i feel like it peaked way too late for to contend for a win unfortunately um wow i feel so weird being so confident about like picture director two one acting category a screenplay category i don't know actually i don't feel confident about the screenplay category but yeah (laughs) is there one oscar win that would make everyone so happy like what is the win that would make you like overjoyed angela bassett uh king brendan jillian um i think todd field jacob that's not happening so (laughs) oh my god lex (laughs) i'm sorry i i ran out of juice in my brain and now i'm like i'm a child sorry um actually i think bill bill would be a fantastic one but that's not happening I think that um, if like women talking winning adapted screenplay and then um, I'm just I just got to shout out EO like if he makes an appearance if Aww. you know he should host I, next year he should host um, that and pretty- just uh, Babylon for score would be like overwhelming I think it's one of the best scores of the year and then obviously Austin Butler what more could be said I know I'm, I'm forgetting a crucial it. one. Um, I would, and it's the only one that I feel like pretty sure in. Um, but I would love, I would just be very happy if Fire Love won. Yeah. I feel like I feel very confident that Babylon, like weirdly, like not even in the best picture category films, but I'm like, I feel like Babylon is going to win something. Like I feel very confident that that will probably happen. production design, which stresses me out. Oh, I wanted to be score um yeah i feel like we talked for like five hours about this um did we get anywhere and now the show's just started and like, now everyone's hope you guys enjoyed the pre-show yeah so back to supporting actress back to supporting actress <laughs> no, did we don't. get a consensus now let's dissect the 2020 we did conference. not get a consensus which is why i kept asking and nobody would answer me I answered um, you every time. You did. Angela Bassett. I raised my hand. I was okay, that there. doesn't raising your hand doesn't work on a podcast. Okay, I just well, don't know if yeah. I need to explain. I just that. think with some of these, like in that category specifically, it's like, are we gonna go career win, like legacy win, or are we going like actual performance? Okay, but that's how Stephanie Shu wins is because people are split and they vote legacy, and some people vote for performance and then stephanie shu wins because angela and jamie lee split yeah thank you for coming to my ted talk um so our final predictions will be posted written up later this week um they may stay the same they may change who knows um jacob where can people find you on the internet you can find me online at tbrave57 on Twitter and Letterboxd. 
Adriano, where can everyone find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Adrian Caparuso on my freaking letterbox, which is just Adriano Caparuso, and my YouTube channel, which is just Adriano Caparuso. Amazing. Jillian, where can the people in the Tarmy find you? Um, you can find me on Twitter and Letterbox at Jillian Chili, and you can find me on TikTok at Offscreen with Jillian. Lex, where can the Sammy Fableman Defenders find you? They can find me. Get ready. I've changed my social media handle. Oh, well. In the Whoa. middle of the night. I had the thought because I've said multiple times like, uh, I hate the name Alexis. Why is Alexis in my social media handle? Problem is I have the world's most generic name. And then I said, what if I just remove the A, the I, and the S? And guess what? Lex Willie, Lex Willie underscore wasn't taken. So that's my handle now is Lex Willie, W-I-L-L-I underscore. Why it took me four years to get that, I don't know. But um, that's where they can find me on Twitter and Instagram. They can find me on TikTok at at Lexi, And they can find me at the Lunt Fontaine at 8 p.m. on Saturday night to see Josh Groban and Sweeney Todd. Ask me if I'm excited. All the Fablemans people are going to come there to attack you now. And I'll be ready because I got Josh Groban <laughs> with a straight razor on my side. Can't believe we're promoting it. will make you into hot. Um, I can't wait for your follow-ups about josh groban like we'll be like dissecting the oscars and she'll be like but josh groban no you <laughs> give you one best like, supporting actress you josh joke Trump. it's the day before the oscars and everyone's gonna be like the oscars and i'm gonna be like yeah but when josh groban like slit that guy's throat um i'm still thinking about <laughs> that you need to record a react like him doing that because that will be me if the fablemans wins anything just there kidding i'm not promoting that um you can follow me at kins Vinunu on everything except letterboxd is at kins doyle you can follow the show and our work at oscars underscore central on all social media platforms and our website oscarcentral.com we'll have all of our predictions, FYCs, and much, much more posted. And that is the show.